What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Hangouts number two. That was well, good. Rebooted Hangouts number two. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing that, Josh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm also part of the show. It's Rocket Sauce. Also with me here is Fitnet. Hello. And I got a notification too, so we're live. Yeah, we're, we are live. Yeah. Man. yeah. Uh, so. Uh, what's what's new with you guys? I know uh, Corona is still going on here, uh, and they just announced today yeah. in, in my neck of the woods that it's going to be another month at least, another month shutdown. And I think I think it's smart to be honest. Uh, I know some people are more really concerned about the economy at the moment. Yeah, uh, our governor in the state of Wisconsin kind of said more. What's going on, Jared? Uh, he said there's going to be more non-essential businesses can open. Just got to be kind of safe with, um, I think you can, what you can do, like you can open, but you can't be like fully open to the public. You can like do curbside business. And uh, so let's just say an example, a comic book store. Let's say if Marvel and DC start printing books again, uh, if he got books, he could still then do deliveries or, you know, curbside pickup or something like that. That that's been coming more available now, yeah. starting next week, I think it is. Yeah, because uh, shops kind of had it pretty much handled from what I saw on online mm -hmm. for doing the distancing and the curbside pickup, and then it just was like shut down completely. Yeah, it's it was complete shutdown. I heard New Zealand has it right. Uh, I don't know if Jared can confirm this in the chat, but I heard that like it's almost completely wiped out because they had one of the strictest quarantines. Uh, which I mean, that's the, the the easiest way to get you know to stop this is just uh keep people away from the public. Uh, some people gotta realize that, but uh, I don't mean to get political with it. But uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Um, just because I think the faster, yep. See, back to normal. Going to bed, back to normal next week. The longer you fight this, the longer it's gonna be. Just uh, just get it out with. And I I am also on the impression like. Our numbers keep going down. Our peak was expected to be for my state was supposed to be on April 29th. And I think it bumped up to yesterday was supposed to be exactly the peak now. So I think as long as numbers keep going down, stuff will come open faster. Um, I think just saying the 29th is kind of uh, a better window, you know, estimated window, at least if, if they're going to do stuff, let's say like sporting events. I think they got to have some kind of procedure set in stone or even like any kind of place. Like uh, I, have, I have friends where they have to get their head, their forehead scanned before they go in the building for work. Uh, granted they are nurses. They have to get their temperatures checked, but they are dealing with people who actually have, you know, COVID-19. So um, granted they have really nice protective gear at the moment uh, with uh, like kind of like a bubble suit from what they described it to me uh, where it recycles their air. Uh, but it's, you know, it's until they think there's some kind of set procedure where it's just like, okay, yeah, you can come in basically like, and that's in stone that it's just gotta be this way for, for a little bit longer here. Yeah. I was reading the two. Yeah. I'm reading Jared. Sorry. I'm reading, reading Jared's comments here. <laughs> he says it's pretty much gone here. No one lost their jobs and they shut down. Everyone received their wages for a month from the government. Only thing it had was hard with airlines. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is if they're even stricter, that's kind of what they, I think that's how they kind of contained it in China. Like they, they boarded people in, uh, <laughs> but 
it 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 killed it. You know, once it can't spread, you know, it's like I said, I heard evil sauce. No, this is just quarantine sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made I made it a goal because I don't have to leave the off leave leave this office uh, for my work office. I just said I was just gonna be a giant gross weirdo until this quarantine's off. So. Uh, not, not? shave. Yeah, I'm real gross and patchy, so you can see <laughs> uh, if I could show how it just doesn't grow in. Mine does that too now. Yeah. I used to be able to grow like the big like mountain man beard, but now I can't. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, they trim it close enough so it's not really noticeable. <laughs> uh, I'm doing it on purpose just because. So it's really, it's really, I tell you, it's really the patch, the patch oh, cast at this point. Yeah, it's really itchy on my neck, growing on a nice neck beard here. It's really gross. Uh, but no, it's it's. I think it's. I think it's you know really promising that the numbers are going down. I don't know how it's like in Canada right now. How is the? I mean, like I I see what New York's going through every day, and uh, you hear about that. But how's how's Canada? Uh, under is there a number are the numbers going down dramatically or it, it depends on the province i haven't been paying the closest attention but like this cursory stuff uh bc where i am just kind of in the vancouver area is uh not in vancouver obviously but area anyway um seems to be kind of doing the best or near the best out of most places in canada pretty good it's already talking about flattening the curve and stuff like that but um yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if it still carries on longer than the estimates, just for mm-hmm. safety's sake. But it's going to be optimistic about it ending. But just like obviously, <laughs> hopefully, no one jumps the gun too badly. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. is having it come back worse. Yeah, or coming back just as bad, and then you have to shut it down longer. Yeah, know. exactly. So. But just for, I haven't been leaving the house, but to just. Even a few minutes before this, I had just a quick walk around the block just to burn off some of the nervous energy of always being inside. Mm-hmm. And um, there was actually more people than usual out, and no one was wearing a mask. Involved a little bit of people dodging social distancing-wise, but it was fine. Yeah. Is, uh, is it required to wear a mask in Canada right now? Not as far mm-hmm. as I'm aware. As I said, I haven't been paying the closest attention, but from the things I heard most recently, no. It's more like... If it makes you feel more comfortable or just as a precaution, everyone saw that speaking moistly meme. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that I, that's the last one I really heard of an update. How about yourself, Josh? Do you have to? I know you wear it for work, but are you uh, required to in your state to wear a mask at all times outside in public? Well, it's Texas, so they got that big ego. So mm-hmm. they're like, eh, just be careful. That's, that's kind of how it feels here. Uh, but when I work, uh, there was one day that I went in, and I guess this was been a little over a week ago, and uh, it was like Black Friday in, in Walmart. Like literally, how crazy it was inside Walmart. They weren't like, they said there were there's somebody outside taking count of the people coming in, but there's still like a ton of people in there. And I'm sitting there working, and then I'm like just like ducking and weaving and dodging people while I'm trying to work and you know stock up the beer there. So I was like, you know what, I'm not going back without some kind of cover on my face. So I went in my closet and found a bandana. I wore that for a few days and then eventually found some masks. Mm-hmm. And then um, my boss gave me a, an actual mask like two days ago. Like they actually gave everybody like fabric masks that you can put a filter in and wash. And uh, I wore that the last couple of days. It's been pretty good. 
Um, but of course, since I'm considered essential, I have to work out with the public mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, people seem like they don't like respect space or take it seriously. They think it's kind of like overblown or whatever. Cause I just feel like people don't like care, you know, they're just like walking like it's a normal day. And I'm just like, dude, you realize people are dying right now. You know, I don't, I don't want to yeah. be that grim but it's like yeah people not giving a shit that seems yeah, totally new in our current last couple of years yeah it's just it's it it was so frustrating sometimes um and i kind of went off on a customer because um it was the first day i was wearing the bandana and he literally just openly coughed in my direction and i'm just like what nice. like what are you doing man dude like it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna cough, at least cover your mouth. And if you're not gonna be, you know, polite, just get out of here. He's like, "What'd you say to me?" And he's all getting pissy at me and stuff. So I was like trying to like deescalate, like walk away. And I actually didn't like get in a full fight with him, but I did snap at him. I was like, "Damn, I didn't expect myself to like say something to somebody." But yeah, not yeah. an option in a work situation. But if someone coughed coughed on or near me, I'd probably punch him out. Just like yeah, it's right it's like I. You know, you get that tense feeling in your chest, like when you're getting pissed mm. off. I was getting that, yeah. and I was like, "Dude, I gotta, I gotta like deescalate. I gotta walk away like right now because I'm gonna say something I regret." So I'm just like yeah. trying to breathe deeply, like walking away. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not normally violent, but that would be a normal. That would be a thing where just like just immediately <laughs> knock the bastard out. They need to get it through their head somehow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's and like I said, people just don't care. They'll walk right up on you, like there's like these cooler doors that open like this at one of the, I think it might've been a Kroger. So one of the stores I work at like 12 different stores. So, but I was opening it up and I'm stalking, just doing my thing, you know, kind of like in the zone, listening to a podcast, like just, you know, just doing my job. And then out of nowhere, there's just this guy standing like two feet from me or less, like right behind me. And I just like jumped out of the way. I was like, what's going on? He's like, Oh, you were good, man. You were good. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, maybe I was good, but you weren't. What are you doing? He's like, oh, I was just trying to look for this uh, specific type, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah. God. Clearly not. Yeah. At all. Yeah. So people just don't care. It's crazy. I, I'll say my area, it's not been like that at all. Granted, I've been not going out in public as much as you. Yeah. Uh, but I, um, I'll give an example. Like, I, I actually went and voted. Our state was kind of uh, on the news about a week or so ago when the... Um, all eyes were on Wisconsin, and uh, our governor asked to shut down the election to to, uh, to ask to postpone it to July, and that was rejected by the Supreme Court. Um, and there's a there's an important uh, state Supreme Court. Uh, yeah, there's a judge seat that was open for this state Supreme Court. It was a very important seat. Besides the nominee for the Democrat Democratic nominee was on the line there too, but. Um, you know, uh, they went from having 180 stations in my city to having down to five. Mm. Um, and I originally, when I left, uh, I actually had to go down to work that day. And I was assuming, because I saw the lines were like three-hour waits to vote. And I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to stand in line for three hours when I woke up in the morning. Um, so I, I just said, well, I'll take a shot at it after work. And then when I, when I left after work around 6 o'clock, I, I pulled up around there. And the... Um, line was literally it was inside a high school it was in <laughs> i'll describe the inside of the high school when i get to this point but it was going from all the way around the high school and then probably about five blocks down the block you know wrapping around the school and i was like i'm not voting i'm not voting in this i'm gonna go have supper i went at supper 
Uh, and then I see, you know, I'll take one more shot at seeing if I can vote. And I, I went there. It was no longer wrapped around the building. So I, I, I kind of was pulling up and I asked someone who was coming to their car. I'm like, excuse me, uh, not rushing up for charge. I was saying this and I'm like, how long of a wait is it? And she's like, uh, not that bad. Uh, you'll probably get in right away. And the polls were going to close at eight and it was around seven twenty. And then when I am up, uh, but if you're in line, they, they won't, you know, knock you out basically saying, Oh, it's eight o'clock time to go home. Uh, it was, you know, I got up, I got to the line and I said, how long have I waited? And he says about 40 minutes. And then you get inside the gym. Uh, and it's, it was just like one, uh, if you remember what, basically kind of what your high school, like always, it's like down one lane and then it wraps down another lane and then wraps back around the whole lane and then comes back another lane. So that was, it was about a 40 minute wait. They were pretty spot on about that. It was constantly moving. So that was kind of encouraging. You're not standing. They did have marks on the ground every six feet. And, um, they had people there with sanitizer to like, to like before you walk in, they're like, would you like a, you know, think of sanitizer that they would put in your hand so there's no contact, you know. And um, I swear I didn't hear one person cough because like, I think that's the thing that this entire time down is like, if someone, you know, coughs, it's like immediate red flag. No one coughed. Uh, almost everyone was wearing masks. I did bring a mask, but I kind of felt with all like the spacing, I didn't, I had it with me. I just didn't need to wear it because I felt like everything's being, really safe and protective That's good. Uh, so I, I i kept my mask just in my pocket um and then i did the, the whole spiel walked around and then um they, they spread the people out when you had to go get your ballot uh they really did keep the distance from everybody so maybe that's why the line was so long too but um uh every time you come up and say okay this is my name here's my id uh my driver's license they're like okay um, and everyone's wearing gloves, basically work in the station and they type in your name and then they would, you would have to sign a document. Uh, after you sign the document, they would wipe down the pen and they would wipe down the table. They take, you know, and then they give you your, your ballot to go to the station. And then after someone left the station, someone come wipe that down. Uh, and then basically you could vote basically with the, the pen, they come, then, you know, you go put it in the machine and then you can get another sanitizer on the way out basically. So I felt like, like I said, I didn't touch anything. I didn't touch my face the entire time. I kept just my hands like this the entire time. And then I got home and I washed my face. Uh, everything. Yeah, Scrub. I washed my face. Yeah, I washed my hands, washed my face. I um, I took uh, one of those Airborns, you know, those like um, immune boosters. So I was like, oh, just to be safe. But uh, it's been a week, still no symptoms. Uh, touched my face, but I just washed my hands before coming on here. Yeah, same. I have a couple times during this. I'm, I'm yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't help it with this neck beard. Yeah. Uh, but uh... yeah, it's a it's crazy times, man. Like, like I'm out in the public, so I mean, when I'm not working, I instantly go home. Like, unless I have to pick up some groceries, so it's convenient that I'm working at grocery stores too. So it's like, okay, I finish this up, I'll grab what I need real quick, and then I'll go home. You know what I mean? If I need to get groceries, so. I haven't really went anywhere besides work and that's it. And uh, I got a game from my brother for his birthday. Just went to his house. I ding, 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 put uh, a little cake, little cupcake. I got him and the game on top of it. I took three steps back and then waved at my mom and then left. <laughs> Said it for Justin for his birthday. So, yeah, I, I did go on Easter Sunday to my parents' house to uh, make a plate. Uh, no touching, no family, no touching, no hugs, no kisses. Uh, I made a plate, grabbed a plate myself, uh, made my plate, and then washed the plate down myself after I played with the dogs because the dogs, they can't carry the, the virus, so they're good. 
Uh, so but they might be able to. I thought that was cats, but yeah, it was cats. Like cats can cats can get affected, but dogs, I think, well, can't carry it. Your family is self-isolating too, right? So yeah, yeah, both my both my parents are both retired. Uh, they, you know, granted they have part-time jobs, but their jobs are non-essential at the moment. Uh, they both work for the sporting teams of this of the city of Milwaukee, so it's like they're shut down. They they're not playing, so they're just they're retired in home. They're not going out. They're and my sister is currently living with my parents too. Uh, she's working from home, so it's like nobody's leaving the house. Uh, I felt I felt so safe because I'm staying away and they're staying away from the public. So I just went made a plate for lunch. I wasn't there very long. Grabbed grabbed my mail because I still have mail sent to my par- my parents' house for. Um, I just I just know that they are like more get getting they get their mail right away as opposed to me like it'll sit on my porch or whatever. And I just don't. I don't want any porch pirates coming to get my stuff. So I just have everything sent to my parents' house. That's like uh, a package or something like that. So, but I, I felt like I've been overly cautious. I know they said no gatherings, but I felt like we are all being kind of safe here. So, yeah, so I, I, that's definitely fine. I, yeah. I don't think that is um, like you said, as long as you're practicing caution, like when you do anything and you think about it, like you just have some self-awareness and you're thinking, I think everything's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, I was gonna say back to your thing. I know Josh. I have yet to see it. I I did go out in on Saturday because one of the local theaters, oh, which I love their popcorn, love Marcus Theater popcorn. Oh yeah, I they saw were, that tweet. Yeah. They were they were they were sending, selling their popcorn bagged up, um, just as like a, like saying like, hey, don't forget about us. They also had like a package um, that they did a week prior, and I bought that too. And I think it arrived today in the mail, and it's at my parents' house, but I didn't get it. Um, but it's like they have a refill station. So if you see a refill bucket, so you bring the bucket back, it's $4 and they'll fill your bucket. You get a, an additional refill too with that bucket. So you pay $4, you have one bucket and then you can come get a refill, which I always do. Uh, but uh, it came with the bucket for this year. Uh, so whenever they open up the theaters back up, you can use that bucket and they give you another full bag of popcorn plus three candies, of your choice and two soda cups. Damn. So they're like, it was, it was 30 bucks. But essentially, that bucket alone, if you buy it, is twenty five dollars at the theater. So it's like you get a, it's it's just kind of a way that they're doing a, I guess, something they can do to make profit or make Support some money. a little bit, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. You know, I love the theater popcorn. I went and picked up my bag on Saturday, and uh, I ran to Target because I, I need some supplements that I take, um, and I felt as everyone was keeping their distance. Uh, and like I know the clerks wiped down everything because I, I just went oh. to self checkout and they had someone as soon as someone got done, they went wiped it down. And they were like, come, come through. Uh, so I, I didn't see anyone being disrespectful. I felt everyone kept their space. Uh, I normally go for a run every you know, I, I have kind of a workout program and there's a park behind my house, so I've been going for uh, my run in the morning. And I've noticed on the weekends, probably because I sleep in a little bit longer, people are like walking their dogs or um. You know, they're just going for a walk in the morning. And I think people have generally kept their distance. And I've done it myself, too. If I see someone coming out, I'll wait to the side or I'll run around. And basically, and I think everyone's been generally respectful for that. Um, yeah, like, I, I think it's maybe just something, you know, you know, it, maybe it's just the, I don't want to say a regional thing, but it's called, it's kind of like, you know, I, I, I think some people, even if you have your doubts about it, I think people are just being respectful. You know, yeah. if you, if you doubt how dangerous this is i 
I'm also like I don't know. I'm I'm a dirty centralist because uh, I guess I I see the point on both sides. I really do. Uh, yeah, and also I like I did point it. I make it sound super like negative, like right out out the gate. But like you said, the clerks like I feel like everybody who's working right now are doing like the like awesome jobs. Like I haven't really seen anybody slacking when it comes to that. Besides like Walmart, like just letting people in that day was kind of like. Yeah, that's probably like the only one day I've seen that. Usually they have a count and a line, you know, they only let a certain number in. So that specific day was rough, but it's just because I'm out and working, you know, 50, 60 hours a week. So the normal, just like people doing the safe distancing thing. Okay. That's cool. But the ones that stuck out in my mind were those negative interactions. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I was going to say though, um, what was I going to say? But oh, I, one thing I noticed because I did stop on uh, Saturday to get uh, some hot dogs to cook on, off a grill because it was like almost 80 degrees here on Saturday. And I was just really in the um, really hankering for some for some hot dogs. Uh, but the, the grocery store did um, block both entrances or not both entrances, uh, one entrance. So it's just next yeah. only. Yeah, into like no entrance. Uh, other side so they were doing like precautions to i think slow down i know they've done the thing too where it's like um if you want to um the elderly can shop pre you know the couple first couple hours of from i think six to nine it's senior citizens so yeah, that's cool mm -hmm. uh, i've seen some stores do that uh kind of just depends on the company but like uh, like i feel like the people out working right now like know how serious it is you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And they and they take the extra step, which is awesome. And um, it's kind of weird how they did my my company because they're having all of us like work together a lot. So we can kind of go instead of like having one person out, like working eight or nine hours, they'll have, hey, let's all go out. We'll knock these three or five stores, whatever the day is. And we'll work six hours today. But the next day you might work 12. You know, it depends. But basically, it makes it to where we aren't exposed as much. And then they cut my Sundays to half days. So usually I'll have to do like a first like four hour shift, take like two or three hours off, come back and do another four hours. They basically said, nope, don't come back. Just do the first one. And that's it on Sundays. So, you know, my company's doing little things here and there. They gave us free beer. I mean, that's cool. Oh, yeah, that was a bonus. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Two cases of beer, like just kind of out of nowhere. I guess that was just kind of like, hey, you know. This is a little thing we can do to help you all out, which or just give you a little treat for uh, working so hard. So that's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's different. You know, we're not used to this. Right. And the whole yeah. world effect. It's not just the U.S. It's the world. Uh, I, I do kind of see like. I don't want to say the end of the rainbow, but I, I think probably by next month, next time we're talking, I think I think we're going to be probably closer back to real life probably by that point in time. Like, I think we'll be close to what New Zealand's going through right now where they're a week away from coming back to yeah, training. Yeah. At, least, at least what the numbers are looking like are way more positive right now. It's, starting, it's yeah. flat. The curve's flattening. That's what they're saying. Yeah. So, yeah, that's mm -hmm. good. Probably not like a bunch of businesses opening back up. I wouldn't see that happening that quickly, but... Hopefully I'm wrong and it's fine. Well, yeah, like they'll start slowly rolling stuff out, right? Yeah. They'll be like, oh, restaurants can open, but you can only have 10 people in and 
then they'll loosen the restrictions a little by little. That's what I assume would happen. Yeah. And yeah. people who aren't assholes are going to be careful for a while anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There probably used to be a bigger push probably on, you know, like, please get carryouts. But, you know, in the meantime, yeah, as opposed to having every booth open, probably having every other booth open or something like that, you know, at a, a, at a restaurant. I, I imagine restaurants, even though they're really affected right now, are probably going to be, unless, uh, I think that's essentially what they're doing right now is trying to buy themselves more time with um, what to do about reopening these places. Like, I know they want to reopen as fast as possible, but they probably just got to have a say, okay, this is the plan for this. And they don't quite have that hammered out yet for restaurants. I imagine businesses are going to be one of those things. Like I noticed at the grocery store that they had, you know, a sign saying, uh, have you been sick? You know, like, please consider, you know, do not come here. You know, you know, there's alternative ways of getting food from here. So. Yeah, it's, it's surreal, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I'll just go through, you know, I'm getting, you kind of get, I'm kind of getting used to it, which is kind of weird to say, but I'm out there and then I'll just take a minute, you know, just like a breather and I'm looking around and everybody's kind of like keeping their distance. Everybody's wearing masks and everybody's kind of just keeping away from each other. Everybody's grabbing stuff as quick, quick as they can. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like out of like a, some kind of horror movie or zombie movie. You know, I feel like I'm just in, in the middle of it, which is great, creepy and weird. I don't know. Uh, it's, I, I never this is going to be one of those things like we're going to see a lot of movies and TV shows based like on this situation. Like I already was talking to uh, Sierra. I was like, imagine just having like uh, they have a sitcom called the quarantine or the pandemic. And it's just like five friends get stuck in the pandemic. And then they have like, yeah, I could see it. Yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be quite a while before a shot comes out for this, you know, a vaccine and. Yeah, I know. It's, I'm just, I know. It's one of those things where it's just like, well, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, I, I, I see stuff coming back soon. I just, it's just going to be a lot of probably, I don't want to say restrictions. It's just going to really be a lot of precautionary measures, I think, before. And that's, and that's like, I imagine probably the forehead scan. I could see this, your forehead getting scanned before coming into a Walmart, you know, or something like that, you know, like to say, hold on. All right. You oh, go. temp. Yeah. Get your temp. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can see that happening, but I don't know. Anything else to talk about quarantine or should we move I, on? I think we can move on to something a little more lighthearted. All right. I'll, how about real quick? Cause uh, have you guys been playing any video games? I, I kind of want to mention something here because uh, I mean, besides playing the game of the month, mm-hmm. I just decided, I was like, you know what? I kind of want to, uh, I, I just wrapped up resident evil three. Uh, and I, I kind of wanted to try something. And I, I actually, I was like, ah, I kind of want to, the PlayStation four and the Xbox are wrapping up, you know, this is like kind of like their games are still going to come out for, for these consoles. Um, but it feels like this is the last year, in my opinion, for these consoles. But, um, yeah, imagine the party's going after this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, I fired up ratchet and clank the, the insomniac, um, reimagining. I think it's, is it's labeled on the box. It's really, really good. I I wasn't the biggest fan of uh, the original launcher, and that's the only one I played. I played it on the PS3 HD uh, re-release. It was like a trilogy, and I I didn't like how Ratchet was as a character. I thought he was kind of a dick in the first uh, game. in the first game. Yeah, he was a dick. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm like these are like un- he's an unlikable person. 
and it, it, I never felt like he like came around to being like a person I'm like I like oh yeah I can root for it and I just don't like it and this one I think they really fix it a lot. Um, yeah. He does his personality just does change in the second and third ones and as that goes. Same with Quark and other characters. It's just like mm -hmm. the first one is kind of the trial run they adjusted as they went, mm -hmm. but that's kind of where the remake or reboot kind of brings it back and makes that more consistent. Mm -hmm. I, I I'm really, I'm having a much better time and uh, it, it plays a little bit better. And this is an example of a game from the PlayStation two to the PS four, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just having, having a bitter all over experience playing this game. And I know it ties a little bit into the movie. I enjoyed the movie too. I don't know if you guys have seen, I didn't see the movie. I, I, I played the game. I just never uh, opened it and watched it. I think it was yeah. on like Netflix at one point and I watched it that way and I actually enjoyed it. And I was like, all right, well, this is, you know, promising. And I bought that game on sale. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, do you guys have any video games you've been playing recently? Uh, I haven't been playing anything super consistently in the last month. Like not anything like here's my dedicated game I'm playing. The last one that was really like that, I actually played and finished Bat Batman Arkham Origins for the first time. And, uh, I tried the 3DS Vita side scroller and that didn't last long. Um, <laughs> Did you like Origins? I never played Origins. I actually like. really like Origins. It might be some distance from the first two that I've had, but I don't understand like why that game gets hated on as much as it does. It's pretty solid. It's not like the best one by any means. It might be and if I played the first two again, it might be a little inferior. But it's still pretty a solid game. I, I think the biggest knock, at least for me, and I liked Origins. I really did. Um, the biggest knock, though, is it did have some bugs, at least at the beginning. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't know what your experience is, but I had at least three incidences in the game where, um, you know, you can, like, whatever, call the, the bat plane to pick you up and it, you know, use it as a yeah, fast travel. Um, where I used that, and then froze the game froze while in there it happened three times in the game for me where like so i gotta redo what i just did here basically because it's kind of like the loading page or something like that yeah so, yeah i, I shut down the console and do it again so i played it on pc this time around yeah. and um i think it may have crashed once i had a couple minor errors but nothing major that ruined my experience or anything mm -hmm. but, um other than that it's been like um i I actually got the um, Sega Genesis Classics Collection on Steam, and I played a little bit on there. And just the other day, I was playing a little Dirt Rally 2.0. I gotta ask. Super consistent. I gotta ask, Josh. Josh, you you love the Batman games, and you haven't played Origins? Yeah, I just never have. I played like the, I played all of them like multiple times, and I've never played Origins. So that was yeah. me until like sh a short while ago. It wasn't that long ago that I. It. Like I was thinking about playing Arkham Knight again, like the other day. I was like, maybe I should play that again, and I still haven't played Origins, so yeah, maybe I, I should Arkham Knight again. And I've never played it past the intro, but I just I think I had Batman myself out for the next little while, so I'll get back to it at some point. Also, yeah. the port for that on PC still isn't great, no. so it <laughs> takes so much more power than Origins does, and it's just like, why does this five-year-old game want so much power from my computer? You know, like, uh, that sound that people post, like, they put their PS4 on, and it makes that jet engine noise? That's what my yeah. PC sounded like playing through Arkham Knight on my PC. Yeah. And uh, it would glitch out. Uh, like, I would grapple up to somewhere, and then, like, in midair, it would just hitch, 
And then like I'd be on the other side of the building like two seconds later. It's like, what what just happened? Yeah, I had weirdest like glitches for the PC version of that. Yeah. But it, it was pretty fun on on uh, PS4. So um I'm 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 you know there's two games that I beat last year and I keep hankering to go back to them and uh, maybe because I, 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 I had a really good time with them. One of them was Death Stranding and I beat it and there's so much more to do that I haven't touched. Like I'll see videos of people doing stuff like skiing down the hill. I've never done any of that stuff. And I'm like, oh, and parts of them are just like achievements. And I'm like, I think I kind of want to do all that stuff. Uh, and the other one is Days Gone. Days Gone, there's so much stuff I have left to do in that game. And I, granted, the story is done, but I had such a good time beating it or playing it. Um, the thing about that game, though, is it takes forever before you start feeling comfortable in the game, and it's a long game. I, I, I think I put, I think the story for me alone is I probably put sixty hours in, and I think the story alone is probably thirty plus uh, yeah. to get through it. So, um, but did you it, cut it out for forever. a second for anyone else, or was that just me? Did I? Uh, I, I saw you like jumping, jittering a little bit, so it might be okay. on your end. I was wondering if it was me or not because I saw it start to judder and it's like, okay, quit Steam immediately. <laughs> so I was that for my last played games. But um, okay, just me. Carry on. Right. Sorry, <laughs> I was just, just going to say though, it was um, I had a really good time with it, and I kind of want to go back because there's all this stuff that there's left to do in the game. Like, hey, go clear out these hordes and everything. And I'm finally like. When I beat the game, I finally felt like I was strong enough and it took forever to get there. And now I can actually not worry about going to fight hordes because actually I'm like, I don't know, I feel pretty, I don't say I feel pretty powerful, but I feel more relaxed in the game as opposed to like, oh, I can't do this right now because I'm going to get destroyed. So I, I, uh, day's gone. Day's gone. Okay, I probably just missed that one portion. Yeah. But I, I hate games that take forever to make you feel powerful. Hmm. Um, I, I shouldn't say I hate them, but I, I prefer if they sped that up in a game more. Um, I, I'll say Ori did that to me, where I felt like Ori took me forever before I felt powerful. Uh, I would say powerful, but I felt a level of what I want to be playing at. It took it took too long, and I think games should be speeding that up more. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a knock. Like you're, you're getting a grasp on the game, and you're getting skilled at the combat or whatever the gameplay yeah, I, like you're getting a grasp on the gameplay and getting good at it. Well, no, it's not just that. It's an ability. It took forever to get this ability to actually, you know, make this game more enjoyable. Where I'm like, this should have been introduced, introduced a lot faster for this game, uh, or giving me the ability to level up faster so I can get this ability. Yeah. Like so I can, you, you know, it. You're not at a place where you feel like you should be yet in the progression. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, uh, I did play some games. I beat Ori. That's that's a good jumping off point. Um, did a podcast about it, and I uh, loved it. It's, it's I don't know if it rank high on my list like best game ever, but like it's just a very very pleasant, serene, just nice game to play. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I know it's punishing at points, like platforming wise, but I I enjoyed that challenge and the ramp up for that. That's one of my you know favorite gameplay loops. Uh, been slowly but surely doing Jedi Fallen Order, and I realized it. The thing is, is like um, with Dark Souls, Souls like of any kind, I just get too frustrated. Mm. So I'll be like fighting a boss. Um, I got to like the, that's like owl boss. It's like, looks like an owl. It's on Dathomir. I don't yeah. know the name of it, but I was fighting that and I almost beat it. And then I, that's the last thing I played. Like I, I'm pretty, I feel like I'm decently close to the end because I did Dathomir and not 
second, but like near the end. So yeah, Yasmir is definitely the point where the game is like you should be ready for the hard stuff now. <laughs> yeah, there's some challenge to it, and like I'm I'm not getting so mad because I'll I'll play for a couple hours and then like I'll get a couple you know uh, little meditation points and I'm like okay I made some progress and then I'll yeah. shut it off. Um, I pro I, if I had a whole day where I could just sit down and play, I might just power through it, but I might just do that soon. But it's a really great game. And I've um, been thinking about sorry if I'm cutting off by accident, but uh, I actually was just thinking about replaying that on higher difficulty just to see how I would do. Yeah, um, that came out in what November? November, yeah. And then I it took me a little while to get it, and then I just I just completely stopped playing it for a month and a half or whatever, and then I'm going back to it now. So it happens. Yeah, God, yeah. Game. I just I kind of just want to replay it. Yeah, and so few good Star Wars games right now. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, and I, I wouldn't think about watching Clone Wars, and I, I watched like four episodes of that, and then I'm like, man, I should really get into this, but do I have time? And do I, I, I worry I'm gonna just watch like a bunch of it, and then just gonna like forget about it or fall off. That's what I worry about yeah, with that type it, of thing. It goes either episodic or by arcs. Yeah, that's true. I watched yeah. the episodes; they're actually really good. But um, yeah, I didn't want to derail your point too much. Oh no, it's okay. Um, what else? I was playing uh, Terraria for Quick Save Club. Which I mean, I guess I'll mention it. It's it, I played that game over 150 hours, but it was like 2013 when I played it. So like, mm-hmm. I don't remember half the crap you got to do in there. It's it's a very, very slow start. It's like mine like Minecraft. I feel like you can jump in because it's very similar to Minecraft. You like a, sand, a sandbox style game. You can jump in two three hours. You're decently powerful. You got a little base going. You're good to go. You know you can start building from there. Terraria, they're like, screw you. You gotta like, gotta like scrub, you know, gotta like dig deep and to find anything. Like, you, cause you can make your health go higher, but you have to go way down in the caverns and like fight a bunch of mo- mobs you're not ready for and all this stuff. So it just takes so long to actually get, like you said, like powerful enough to like feel comfortable in the game. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've probably played that for like 20 hours already. And, um, we had, we got two months to play it, so I'm like, uh, I I kind of took going to take a little break. Uh, they're doing multiplayer on the weekends, so I'll probably jump in next time to do that. But yeah, um, fun times. Uh, I beat Entitled Goose Game two, and uh, it was kind of under underwhelming for me at the end. I, everybody like hyped it up for me, like the ending's so funny, man, it's hilarious. And then I played it, and I was like, uh, it's funny, like huh. you're just huh. Yeah, it's kind of oh. like like oh, I see the humor there, but I'm not like cracking up. Like, oh, that's that's clever. What a, All right, what a that's humorous it. remark. Huh. Yeah, yeah, it's not like it's not like hilarious. Like some people are like, dude, you gotta play the ending. The ending's so funny. You gotta see it. I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, I, I was like on the the bar area, the pub. So it's like the end of the game anyway. So I just went through it and beat it, and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I mean, I'll, I'll, no, no, no. I'll say. Because I, I was trying to get as many games in for me before we did the CC Awards, and yeah. until the Goose game got put on Game Pass, it didn't suck me in at all. Uh, I yeah. know people are really hyping that game up, and I played it for like two hours. I'm like, it, yeah, it's, no, it's nothing. Cute. No, yeah. yeah, I'm like, it was like, eh. and I'm like, I don't know. Maybe people just really liked it. It it just didn't hit any anything for me. You know, maybe it was the hype. But yeah, so like last year, I did put it. I like made a little list, and it was on my list, and I did like it. Because the humor and the puzzles were pretty clever at times. So, I mean, I'll give it that. But it it's just like a little indie game that 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 just kind of... Like it won Game of the Year awards and stuff. I don't understand how 
people say it's so amazing. I, I think it's fun and cute, has funny moments. You're an asshole goose. That's that's cool. It's a good mm -hmm. time for a little bit. But I don't know. I don't I don't get why everybody thinks it's like you know, uh the the best thing since sliced bread, right? It's the the, the bee's knees, you know. <laughs> I think it may have just hit at the right time for a lot of people. And yeah. it got turned into a really like just consistent meme. So a lot of people engaged it that way. So it just yeah, on people's minds. I haven't played it at all, but it just looks like a fun little novelty game. Just yeah. charming. Not oh, like yeah. amazing in any way, but it's got a charming style and good humor. How long I, would you say it is, Josh, to beat it? Uh, I think it took me three and a half hours. Okay. Or something like that. And I did all the like you get like a checklist, literal just like a checklist mm -hmm. that you gotta go through. And I did all the extra side stuff at the end and everything. So if you don't do all the side stuff, you could probably beat it in two two hours, two and a half hours, depending on how fast you can figure out the puzzles. That's basically the you know like any any puzzle game. So, what about um, oh, how about for movies? Have you guys seen any movies recently? I want to go first again because I want to say I watched three on Saturday, um, and two of mm -hmm. them I didn't care for that much, and one I liked. Um, I'll I'll say the three movies, and you guys. Take a quick guess which one do you think I liked. Uh, I watched Terminator, the new Terminator movie. I watched uh, Uncut Gems, and I watched Sonic. Oh, that's a tough you, yeah. you like Uncut, Uncut Gems? What's your guess, Andrew? Uh, Uncut Gems is the good answer, but I'm not <laughs> sure if it's the right answer. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go with Sonic just to get this over. It was Sonic. It was Sonic. <laughs> Uh, I actually enjoyed Sonic. It, you know, it was it was fine for what it is. It's a kids' movie, but I, I guess I was kind of entertained. It, I've seen yeah. so many bad video game movies, and this one's like, hey, it's not bad. You know? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it too. I I think they did the best with what the reference material was. It's kind of like they played it safe a lot, but they, it was still funny and enjoyable. You know, it's a good time. It seems to have done a good job with what it had, like in the style it's going with, like that kind of Smurfs and Alvin the Chipmunk style of movie. Yeah, true. Yeah. That weird road trip licensed property film. But yeah. I haven't seen it yet still, but it yeah. looks charming enough. Uh, you know, Uncut Gems didn't do anything for me. I know Jared says he, he thought it was good, but I'm like, eh, it was okay. I, it was better than Terminator. I, I, I want to call it Genesis, but I don't think that was it. Uh, Fate, and that's not a high bar. I haven't seen any of these. Oh, my God. The Terminator was so bad. It was so bad. And the only thing is, I'll give you this. The action was great. Um, Tim Miller. Who did... Genesis, because I actually thought that had some promise to it. It didn't reach it, but it had some promise. Uh, I think that one was okay that one was better yeah. that one was definitely better than this dark fate one and uh yes hangouts is back again uh but uh what's it called no i really hated that new terminator movie if it's you want to you know something what's up I've, the only terminator movie i've seen is t2 i've never seen That's any of the other ones worse. yeah yeah. Actually, yeah. you can only do worse. Yeah. You can only. I I like the first Terminator movie too, but as a kid, yeah. I remember I saw T two before I saw T one as a kid, and I saw it in theaters because we lied to our grandpa. Me and my sister lied to our grandpa. I was was the ninety one that came out. I want to say or ninety two. I want to say I was like six or eight i want to say i was in that age range maybe six seven eight somewhere around there when it came out maybe it was 90 so i was six uh both me and my sister would lie to our grandpa and we said oh it's pg-13 he's like all right we'll take we'll go 
And I remember because my dad saw it in theaters and he was like, oh, my God. We went and saw some like probably a kid's movie. And my dad's like oh, with my mom and my dad's like, I'm going to go see Terminator. See you guys later. <laughs> uh, he came out. I was like, that was amazing. Oh, my God. Or like, can we see it? No, you can't see that. It's radar. It's, you know, I'm like, so then the next week we're like, me and my sister were trying to come up with a plan. Like, how can we see this movie? And we, you know, we told our grandpa, we're like, it's PG-13. He's like, all right, I'll take you. He, he didn't even look. He's like, yeah, I'll take you. And I think we were all like, oh my God, these special effects are so amazing. And uh, I think then I watched it. Uh, T1 was on like edited for television like a week later. Uh, and I watched it that way. And I remember I was like, this is good, but it's completely the special effects are completely trash to what I just saw in theaters. You know, yeah. you could see with like the robot scene where he's cutting out his like eye or something like that, or like it totally looks terrible. But I still like the first Terminator movie. Yeah, the reload scene with the shotgun, uh, and even the, the scene with the mall. Basically, it's for Terminator Two. It's it's so yeah. great. You know, the whole T one thousand like turning his hand into spikes and chasing after them. There's so many great moments in the. Terminator 2, and it's just never been able, it's like Predator, it's never been able to capture the magic of what it was able to do like in its first movie. Um, yeah, it's just like, those types of movies have like two shots, and then they're done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, I actually have like a seeing Terminator 2 young minor point, like it's not like a huge memory or a story or anything, but I just remember seeing that little ending bit at the chase at the end of the first one on TV when I was really little and it just freaked the hell out of me just where it was down to the full robot thing and it's like crawling through the factory chasing her and it just freaked me out as a kid. You see me moving around. I was plugging my phone in. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but that's, a, that's my earliest memory of Terminator is just like, yeah, that's unsettling. <laughs> you know, and, and the thing is, I, the thing is, I think with the Terminator movies, it's just like, I think is they haven't been able, they found it a revolution because the first movie it's the one stalking her non-stop you know, no matter what you do you can't stop this one coming after you uh and they found a great way to change that with the t1000 and now it just seems like everything's another t1000 but a different kind of yeah. t1000 and mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't work they haven't found that magic of the next evolution of the terminator you know it's just like oh this one's a t1000 that has a t800 inside it and i'm like yeah, it's the same thing, but bigger or with a new gimmick. Mm -hmm. This one's a lady Terminator. Yeah. Have you have you watched Star Wars again? Hmm? Have you watched Episode Nine again? No. Okay. That's my one pickup. I just rewatched this the other day. I haven't I haven't watched it again yet. I'm kind of scared too. <laughs> I actually came away from it a lot better than in the theater where I just hated it i hated it so much i was i was pretty positive on it like when i came out and then the more i think back on it is like did i actually not like that movie and i was just excited because it was star wars that's yeah. what i worry about so i'm worried about watching it again hopefully i can you know come somewhere in the middle when i watch it yeah, again. I, i'm down to the point where as i watch it's like i'll say just in terms of stuff i really hated the decision on it at the initial time, I was like, I have to do some breathing exercises while this scene is coming up, just so I don't go back on that hate train. But yeah, see I'm the good parts of it. Yeah. Points or not thinking it was just—it's my least favorite of the three, but I can accept it for the most part. I still disagree with where they went. I don't think it was a good idea to do some of those decisions, but it's a fun movie. It may not be a great movie, but it's a fun movie. I yeah. think that's 
a lot of what people liked about it is it's it's freaking gorgeous. Every yeah, I agree with thing that. they did in that movie is amazing. But just the story points and the pacing, it just like it builds up as you go. Things like eh, bringing it down a little bit by little by little by little. It's I have nothing against anyone that likes this movie. I understand why on a lot of places. I just don't like it. But I don't like it in bits. But but it's fine. Yeah, I'm I, kind of I hated just, it. With passion and chronology and blah and. I of is not the most important thing, but it just irks me on several levels. But I, I, I like Star Wars a lot, but I'm not like a person who knows anyone, everyone's name. I'm just like, hey, yeah. I know a couple of the key players and everything. And you know, a lot of these like remarks will go over me. Like, I didn't know like the Rosario Dawson like voiceover. I'm like, that went over my head. You're like, that's something for, for super fans where I, but. I hated it that entire time. I remember turning my buddy in the theater and saying that fucking sucked. You know, like and like right after we right after the credits for episode nine, I'm like that was trash. You know, that's where I was at. Yeah, uh, um, he just he looked at me. He's like he goes to me. He goes none of that gave him. He's like the feels. That's the way he described it. He goes, you know, he's like I I just didn't get any feels throughout in that entire movie. Like. I can tell you, like in episode seven, there's some moments in it where I'm like, that was awesome. That was really cool. Even episode eight, like I thought they had some moments, like when Luke went out there on the salt. You know, I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm now, you know, like it's some moments. I, I wanted him to wreck house a little bit more. But other than that, like just ha- having him show up, I was like, this is awesome. Cool. This is what I've been waiting for. I got nothing like that in episode nine. None. They did end game again. They, it's, it's episode nine, end game again. Yeah, but they did it worse. That's the thing. Is, yeah, you know, true. we saw we saw it done amazingly. They oh. did they, they, they you know earlier in the year we saw it done amazingly in 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 Endgame, and it was kind of just like a newer take on kind of like like um, I want to say almost because I, I like Two Towers better than Return of the King, but just like that moment in the Two Towers for Lord of the Rings where it's just like we're um, what's it called. Um, Mussy's gonna kill me. Uh, the wizard shows up. Gandalf. Yeah. Gandalf. <laughs> Where Gandalf shows up. Gandalf shows up with uh, the guys that he went to go get, and he's like, "There stands your king alone." And he's like, "Not alone." And then they go charging down. That was Badass. dope as hell in the theater, you know. And then yeah. they go charging off into the woods and everything. That was amazing. The whole Helm's Deep thing was incredible. Uh, yeah, like I, I had the Blu-rays. I actually bought them from you, and I was like, <laughs> I bought them and I watched them when I first when they first got here. And then I'm just like, I want to watch them again, but uh, HBO Max is coming out with 4K Masters next oh, month. Damn. So I'm like, dude, I just gotta wait. Like I just gotta wait, and then I know it's gonna be on the streaming service, but I'm sure they'll release Blu-rays like right after, around that same time. So I'm like, okay, I'll wait till that comes out, and then I'll watch them again because they're so good. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, but yeah, episode nine just felt <laughs> so pandery at points for me. Yeah, yeah. It's like here's your medal. Oh, sorry, spoilers. But <sighs> okay, I guess we should stop being Star Wars haters. No, no, no. I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars too. Yeah, I'm not so. hating on it too much. This no, movie has picks now, which is like it's a little disappointing for me, but mm-hmm. it's fine. Back yeah. to Terminator for just a minute here, because yeah. this last one was supposed to be kind of like, well, if T3 never happened or any of those ones after Terminator 2 happened, that's what this movie is kind of another one of those alternate universe ones. Kind of like the previous one was like, what if uh, what's called 
the other Terminator uh, stopped the other Terminator and raised Linda Hamilton as a child or something like that. They decided not to go after her. They go after the past, you know, like Linda Hamilton as a kid. Um, yeah. So they kind of did that one. And then this one was another story where it's like, well, this is only if T1 and T2 happen. Uh, and I'll give an example of where I think it worked well. It was in the, the last Halloween movie I, where they say basically, I think only the first Halloween took place, I think is what it is. Either the first or the second one. Uh, I think it's I think it's the first one where this was essentially supposed to be Halloween 2. Um, the none of the Halloweens happened. I thought this one was a very good Halloween. It's Halloween 40 years later. Uh, but I, I thought that was a really well done what if kind of movie, if you will. Um, where I'm excited for the two more that are going to come out now after this. Yeah, it was, I kind of when you're describing the Terminators franchise, it just reminds me of the X Men franchise where they like, oh, it's in the past, and then it's in the future, and then it's in the past, and then it's in the future. Yeah, it's kind of how it makes me feel. I haven't watched them obviously, but I'm um, excited for the relaunch. <laughs> I'm not touching it as a topic; just a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we probably could talk about that for a long time, but yeah, um, I did watch a couple of movies myself. I watched uh, was that Jojo Rabbit? I enjoyed that. It was it was sweet and weird and uh about hitler uh magic a kid having imaginary friend as hitler mm-hmm. oh. yeah loving it, nazis it's kind of dark and thought provoking I, I say it's more thought provoking than anything i didn't i wasn't absolutely in love with the movie but i really liked the story and the screen i liked the screenplay like it was really well written and everything so i enjoyed that and uh it's been it might have been before this month i can't remember but i did see i've seen parasite like three times now so i really like parasite it's a really good movie and um it just i just love watching it it's just it's it's one of my favorite movies i think now i I just love watching it and um what's it say oh yeah invisible man i liked invisible man quite a bit which is pretty cool it's a more modern take on like you think it was it sound cheesy, you know, this invisible guy, but the way that they build tension in this movie is like, it's it's more of like a thriller movie, like on the edge of your seat, because he's an invisible guy trying to, you know, fuck with this girl like this whole time. So it's like, what, what, is he there? You never know if he's actually there, and they actually play with that, not in a cheesy way. It's actually really well done with the how they shoot it and stuff. Like they'll just hold the frame on a door frame for like three or four seconds, and you. You're not sure if he's there, but you, he might be there. And it's just like, it gives you that moment. Like, oh, it's creepy. Yeah. It's a really good movie. And like that, that chick in that movie goes through hell, <laughs> but it's, it's actually really well done. Uh, I recommend it highly. So, yeah. yeah, that seems like one of the few directions they could take that concept and actually have it work. Yeah. And it's not uh, mystical, magical. They actually give it some, I mean, it's sci fi, but they give it like a, real world implication like he he's actually invisible he she's not i mean i I guess that's kind of spoiler but that's in the trailer so yeah there's an actual invisible guy trying to kill this chick so but of course everybody thinks she's crazy and then um storyline ensues i guess you know goes from there i don't want to spoil too much but i i I think that if you kind of want to just have a really fun ride it's worth watching so i i still haven't seen that i haven't seen a lot of stuff (laughs) that's recent they're yeah. on like the twenty dollar rental or whatever the hell. Just no thank you right now. But um, yeah, that's a concept too from what I've heard of that movie. That's like that could have gone really badly if they handled it the wrong way. Yeah, so I'm glad that they seem to have handled it as well as you could. Yeah, just- I wouldn't say it's like the best movie ever or anything, but like yeah, just as a, 
kind of thriller horror thing. Yeah, as a tone piece, like oh, this is all horror, uh, like like a thriller thing. Like, let's just fun. It's a really fun watch, and I, I like it. So we're at a time right now where we're gonna be watching a lot of movies and a lot of TV shows. So I guess yeah, this okay. is a good time to get some recommendations in. I've been so. watching uh, Parks and Recom- uh, Recreation again. Just <laughs> yeah, just out of nowhere. Uh, I love that show. It's just just mm-hmm. like, it's something I could put on in the background, you know, like a lot of people do with Seinfeld or Simpsons or whatever. I I do that with like Parks and Rec and Office and stuff. So. I'm still on my Star Trek Voyager watch through. I think I'm partway through season six at this point. Yeah, that's that's what uh, Sierra chose to do. She's been watching the Star Star Trek, so I catch an episode here and there, but. I I've only watched the original series and like the first two seasons of uh, the Next Gen because I actually ended up watching the first two seasons not too long ago, and I do like Next Gen, but I just haven't went back to it. It's yeah. it's just one of those things that like there's so much there. It's like it's always going to be there. Uh, I'll get to it when I get to it type of thing. Yeah, so. I just checked and I'm at episode twenty two of season six, so I'm almost done with that season at least. But uh, nice. I did watch a couple other movies. I watched. Um, I finally got around to watching Creed 2, and that was really good. And I loved it. You mentioned Parasite. I watched a while ago, not recently. But um, yeah. on top of that, I also recently watched Snowpiercer, which was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, the, is, that, is that the same director as yeah. Parasite? Yeah, okay. I thought so. Yeah, I, I don't know why I like Parasite so much. I just I just think it's a cool movie. It, I don't, it yeah, just it, entertains me. It's just, I don't know. I like watching it's a it. Good movie. It didn't hit me the same same way it seems to have hit a lot of people, but I really enjoyed watching it. I need it's to watch it on streaming service somewhere. Yeah, it's kind of like a, that. It's on Hulu now, I think, actually. Well, in Canada, I think it's coming on Crave it's on Canada. or yeah. HBO and a whole bunch of other catch-all stuff. Okay. Um, no, it might be. A, it's either that or Amazon. Either way, it's not on anything yet. I rented it at the time. Okay. Yeah, I watched it again. That, that's the reason I watched it a couple more times because it's on Hulu and I've just been popping it on because I like it. Um, and then a, another movie like that for me was Annihilation. I know that's a really weird and creepy and kind of disturbing movie, but I there's something about that movie. I've watched it probably 10, 15 times. I don't know. I just love it. It's a good if movie. That many times, maybe I would understand it. <laughs> it's very weird. It's, it's very, very weird. <laughs> it's very, very weird, but I just love the visuals in it. It's so creepy and just, I, I just, just every time I watch it, I, I just can't stop watching it. So yeah, yeah, I've only seen it the once, and it was entertaining enough, but it was kind of the nebulous, weird thing. Yeah, it was uh, good. It was... But I need to see it again in order to kind of like at the at the end, like with the weird booming sound that's at the end, like in the theater. That's like that caught me. I was like, just like, oh man, it's like sent chills down my spine. I don't know. I just love that movie. Yeah, one of the things, even though I knew kind of in general what to expect from one of the scenes yeah when i saw what it actually was and yeah that's a little unsettling it's very unsettling that whole movie is unsettling (laughs) the entire movie is like you you know like the one specific scene i'm talking about like with the thing that shows up (laughs) yes it's weird Uh, it's weird but i I, I don't know i like that movie oh yeah and i watched props because that was brilliant and horrifying (laughs) horrifying yes oh my god um, and I watched the Goofy movie again for the bajillionth time because it's the 25th anniversary. So uh-huh. it's okay. a short watch. It's like an hour and 10 minutes or something. So. Is that on Disney Plus? Yeah, it is. Nice. It's sure. HD. It's not HD, but they, you know, yeah. make it look nice. They cleaned it up for streaming. So it's nice. Yeah, I might have to do that again. It's been a very long time since I saw it. I watched it on VHS last time I saw it. Yeah, it was, 
is Goof Troop on for the cartoons on there? Or yeah, like, but they cropped it like they did Simpsons. Oh, so I mean, they stretched it as opposed yeah. to making it by fourteen by three, four by three. Yeah, they cropped it in. I don't know if it ruins the show. I watched a few episodes; it seemed okay, but I'm still like, it's, it feels off. I don't know why they did it to some of them because, like, gargoyles and stuff, they're like four three, you know, and then that one's like cropped. So I'm like, why would you do that? I don't know. But it is what they had on hand. In term- no, that's not that. That was an excuse for a Fox acquisition thing of that's what they had on hand like yeah simpsons like that's just yeah. how it was the last time they remastered it or whatever but maybe uh, the last maybe the last time they did goof troop they yeah sorry i thought there was simpsons though sorry josh i didn't mean to interrupt but i think you watch like simpsons on like fx on demand because they have all the seasons on there as well um they're in four by three of the older seasons they're not stretched and if they bought Fox, that's something they did on their own, thinking probably everyone wants it in HD. And let's, I don't know. I have yet to watch it on D+, as all the cool kids call it, you know. Yeah, it's going to, uh, they said they're going to fix it by the middle of May to where they're all, you know, mm-hmm. regular, the right aspect ratio. So that should be good. I'll watch some more Simpsons. I, I watched the whole series, like, not that long. I, I wouldn't say it was too long ago. Well, we we sat and watched it all. It took forever because, of course, there's 30 seasons now. But we watched it all. I guess it must have been two years ago now. But I wouldn't yeah. waste my time with that many. Seasons. I love. I have a tattoo of Bart on my arm and Poochie. You, you wouldn't and watch Poochie. the later seasons. There's occasionally something okay. I I don't think they're like super good. Any of them, but Church yeah. is going to be mad at me about that because Church thinks they're still good. Uh, and I'm a big believer that it stops being good after 10. And I love the seasons. I love seasons three through nine because I think. That's some of the best writing on television, period. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right about that. I do think they do have moments in episodes that were very entertaining in later seasons. I wouldn't call it anywhere near like the same like level of comedy and like subtext that they had like in the earlier seasons, you know. I think what the- it is more for me though, now thinking about it, is I like from those seasons, they must have just were they were inspired to rip off movies and television shows a lot and books. So a lot of the stuff was just like Twilight Zone episodes or uh, uh, like like the the Treehouse of Horrors or a lot of uh, Twilight Zone episodes just redone as a Simpsons telling. And there's a lot of homages to like Stanley Kubrick and everything like or like that stuff that went over my head as a kid. But the older I got and you watch other things, everything like, hey, the Simpsons did this. I know this from the Simpsons. I know this, you know, yeah, and I, I, I appreciate I don't know. It hits me better, you know, yeah. and I, 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 I feel, um, sorry, you I was saying, I don't find them doing any of that after like seasons 11. It seems like it's just, hey, we're doing our own thing. They're seeing Baby Shark now. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of that has to do with change in the writing staff and everything from videos I've seen on the subject. Like, they like lost a bunch of the main writing cast and then new people came in and the people that were left had different opinions on how to do the episodes and stuff like that. And then obviously they started just going like guest stars, guest stars, guest stars. And it wasn't like just them voicing a character that wasn't themselves. It was just like they were playing themselves as a mm-hmm. Simpsons version. So that was kind of the swap that happened there. You're, you're right. You know, that's another thing to point out that, you know, they used to be, everyone used to be a guest star, but they played a character in the episode. They yeah. never, now it's just like Lady Gaga plays Lady Gaga or, you know, the guys. Yeah, yeah. The recent like, one with Kevin Smith. Yeah, Kevin Smith. In videos that I saw on just like what happened to the Simpsons, uh, yeah. they always use like the Tony Hawk thing. Where it's like, hey, it's Tony Hawk, and then it just keeps keep saying Tony Hawk in the episode. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I think I, I actually saw someone tweet out a clip from Simpsons. I don't know what season it was from, but uh, like in your movie reference thing where it's a joke where they were going to Japan and Marge was talking to Homer and he's like, she's like, I think I'll have a good time in Japan. You like Rashomon? He's like, oh, that's not how I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, I don't know. I don't, I don't mean to poo on The Simpsons because I know people still yeah. like it, but like, I, I, I'm also a firm believer that people are dying that are in the cast that maybe you shouldn't do it anymore. You, you, you've been on the air for 30 years and makes a lot of money, man. That's I guess it, it probably doesn't cost that much. Yeah. And, and what's what's his face? Um, the guy who voiced um voices Skinner and a few other characters. He's the one who fought to get him more money. I think it's what it was. Is he realized that like we're the reason why you guys keep you know it doesn't cost much to make uh, make the Simpsons probably it, compared no, to all compared yeah. to like how much they sell and all their merchandise and everything like that's probably just like a drop in the bucket compared to like how much they make from that show you know it's on syndication still and yeah it's playing so and the thing is they I think they weren't getting paid for syndication and they should be. You know, as yeah. I think he fought for that and they caved in and they paid him because he was like, no, I'm done if that's the case. And I think a few of them are like, uh, and they're like, I think they caved in and they're like, okay, we'll cut you guys a, a better cut. So, yeah. So. Well, uh, the w- one video and one thing I've heard before is that the dynamic of the family changed so much because like originally in the first few seasons, like no matter what, you know, Homer could still choke Bart or whatever, but he would still love his family. In later seasons, he becomes an asshole. He's just he kind of a dick. He doesn't care about any his family. He's more selfish as it goes on. That's how. That's what people yeah, were saw in a video. Yeah, I, he's he goes from being dumb to being a full on idiot. And, yeah. and, and that's the thing. It's like you know, it's and that's another thing. It's kind of like Homer at least had some kind of like sensibility in, in like in the earlier. Yeah, like do it for her, like that scene. You know, with the yeah, yeah, that type like, of thing. Uh, like from what I saw about it, it's like it, he. he he went from being a character to a caricature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so he was a parody of himself. And, and it's a stuff like that bothers me. And that's kind of like, you know what? I really enjoy this. So I'm just going to stick with this. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fair. yeah. It's like, I still watch family guy when it's completely gets awful and terrible. And we still watch it. I don't know why we still watch it, but yeah, I don't know. How long ago I stopped watching yeah. that. It was yeah. Like it's just, it gets worse and worse every season. They literally have bits where they, have they try to think of opportunities to not animate the scene at all? Like mm-hmm. they'll just be staring at like, oh, we're gonna have a staring contest, and they'll just stare at each other, like for like twenty seconds, and you're like, this is the show. Like yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll think sure. of so expensive. Yeah, right. they'll just think of something to like cut, like you know, you could see it, like they did used to do it as jokes, like they had Conway Twitty in there. That was kind of funny, so they didn't have to animate for like thirty seconds or whatever. They could do that. But now they, they just they always loop in a song too. They're like, we're gonna do a musical for five minutes. And I'm like, what the hell's the joke here? You're just doing a musical. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like, think do that. that's when I kind of gave up on it when every episode started doing that. When it was the yeah. episodes like Road to Rhode Island and stuff like that. Yeah, those ones. I actually like those. They were they're like, kind of fun. Place. Yeah. It's a different style of show, but like now they just they go for like the low blow awful jokes even worse than they used to, and it's just it's very lazy, lazily written. I don't. Yeah, I don't like these it. shows aren't going because they have anything more to say. It's just because they still make money. And then I I think one show that is pretty consistent though is Bob's Burgers. Like I could still watch a Bob's Burgers like a new one and still be very entertained by that show. 
I, I like that one a lot. I, I've been meaning to always sit down and maybe watch. Is that on D plus or is it? I don't know where it is. It might be on Hulu or something. I don't I, think it's on Disney plus or something like that, but I, I always been meaning to watch that. And I, you know, one show I didn't like so much when it first started, but I caught it probably the last season or two. And it made me want to go back and rewatch it from the beginning because there's probably four or five seasons that I just did not see was King of the Hill. I, I did not like King of the Hill when it started. And then I just remember when they announced like the final season, I think I just like, you know, what, I'll watch it. Or I caught an episode waiting for something to air. And I was like, this was really good. This is actually really, really good. So I kind of wanted to go back and say, oh, maybe, you know, I'll give this another shot. I just. Yeah. That's who has one the of those time? Who has the time these days? I have no time. You know? <laughs> yeah, I missed that show. Uh, I've never seen much of King of the Hill. I used to not like it when I was younger, like a ki- as a kid. So I never. Went back to it. I'm sure I'd like it now. And the no, same thing with Seinfeld. I've never seen Seinfeld. So that's another one of those cases where I'll make an argument for you, and Kevin might be upset with that. Where I would say, do not start until the Keith Hernandez episode in season three. After that, you can it's smooth sailing for Seinfeld because those first couple seasons they it's rough and they they don't know what they're doing. I would say, that's the way I describe it. They don't know what the, the Seinfeld is as a show, and they kind of discover it with. Uh, season three the keith hernandez episode it's a two-parter after that seinfeld it's got its place in what kind of show it is and yeah. i that's the best way to describe it if you're going to watch seinfeld start in season three and if you can find the keith hernandez episode start there and then go through because it's pretty um, good all the way through then to probably the final season so i don't know if i'd go that far with it but it's been a long time since i've seen the early episodes in season two but um, I remember the last time I tried to do a rewatch of it, I just I have the box set of it, and I popped in the first season, and I had I don't think I had even ever seen no I had seen the first couple episodes, but like before Kramer and Elaine show up, it's just bizarre. He's got a different father it. too in the first season. Hmm? He's got a different father in the first season too, Jerry. Hmm. So maybe I mean if. I already know this going in. I do plan to watch this someday because I know it's so highly regarded. I just haven't ever watched it. So basically what I, I, I know that the first few seasons are our first couple seasons, like you said, are rough. So I just kind of like power through it type of thing just to see it and then well, say, oh, okay, I saw it. I you think know? the first season of Seinfeld is only four episodes too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, I think before Lane and Kramer show up, it's like only two, maybe three episodes of that. But, um, Actually, once they showed up, like it felt like more like the show, so it didn't feel as bad. So what I want to do is I want to watch all of Seinfeld, and then I want to watch Curb and Your Enthusiasm right after that because I know like it's not the same, but it's kind of you know they have he, some lineage he, there. Yeah. Larry David is George, George, or George is Larry David, and yeah. it's once he I think once you learn kind of like the characters for Seinfeld, then you'll yeah. enjoy her more. Like my, I was talking with my father. Uh, after this last season of uh, Kirby Enthusiasm just said, he's like, boy, he sure reminds me of, of George on Seinfeld. I'm like, that's because that's who... Uh, there's, I think, an episode in the third season of, of Seinfeld where they're selling the pitch uh, for Seinfeld to NBC. They're trying to sell it as a show. The show and, about Yeah, the show about nothing. Uh, and um, they bring in Jeremy Piven to play George on the show, which is essentially kind of what it was, is Larry David was there and they eventually, you know, hired Jason Alexander to be George, uh, to be George playing Larry David. Um, and basically like they said, they bring in Jeremy Piven and everything. And he's supposed to be acting as George for the show. Uh, and I don't, like 
once you see that kind of stuff, like, because Jason Alexander does, like, perfect. Either that or Larry Davis was like, no, I'm just going to copy George, what he did on Seinfeld. I, it's basically the mannerisms are are the same for Curb as they are. Curb as George as they are as George on Seinfeld, if it makes sense. You know, Larry yeah. is George. I don't know. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. That, so that's what kind of what I was thinking. Like, I don't know when I'm going to do it, but I'm definitely going to give it an actual try because usually I'll just watch two episodes and be like, I'm not feeling it and I have to stop. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to keep watching, even if I'm not quite feeling it. And hopefully I'll get in my groove after, you know, a season and a half or so or two seasons, whatever. That's yeah. a good to just pop on an episode at a time whenever you feel like it. It's not like something that you should binge. Yeah, it's not so, trying to be viewed that way. Maybe it I'll do fun, but you, it's like not the intended way to watch it. And if yeah. you're having a hard time with the early episodes, maybe just pop one on every now and again. Yeah, yeah Seinfeld's, uh, Seinfeld's definitely one of those shows where it's not like a, a long story told throughout the whole oh, season. Yeah. Every episode's a different story, with the exception of yeah. a couple two-part episodes or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like it's the like, very end. Other than that, you can watch them in any order. It doesn't yeah, matter. It's like uh, the comedies you watch, like Scrubs yeah. or what are, any of those. They they might have a story going through those, but yeah, I know what you mean. They, they all have their A and B plot and all that, whatever. Yeah. So I have two notes just from the past little bit of conversation. One just on Jason Alexander. He popped up in an episode of Star Trek Voyager recently, and it was bizarre. <laughs> like, it wasn't bad, but it was just bizarre to see him in it. See him there, yeah. yeah. Playing this emotionless character with like this weird long wig and essentially a gown on, and it was like, what is the show right now? Yeah, you know what's weird? It's like I saw a picture, and it was from Next Generation, but they show like almost everyone who was on. We made, we made the exception of Ted Danson and maybe Woody Harrelson, but like everyone who was on Cheers was on like Next Generation for Star Trek. I would not be shocked. Yeah, um, but yeah. Also, just on the Star Trek thing, just for one quick second, it, it is weird to go from watching all of Next Gen, all of Deep Space Nine a couple years ago, but then picking up on Voyager. Voyager has the least subtle guest stars out of any season of Star Trek ever made. It's like they literally just had The Rock in one episode, and he played The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> it was a wrestling match, and he had like the tiniest bit of forehead makeup, like the tiniest bit you could possibly put on a human being, and he was in it for three minutes. That's funny. I- I don't. I'm not sure if it's Voyager, but I've heard stories that I think Star Trek would allow fan submissions to send like their plots and stories, and then they would credit them as in the writing. You know, like saying like fan submitted script or something like that. They would write as them as like a writer on the thing. Like yeah. Star Trek was one of the few like, places that actually accepted it for for episodes. Yeah, I, I heard a bit of that in the Deep Space Nine documentary. I watched that semi recently, and um, even um, I've been watching the. Kevin Smith, um, Batman Beyond. That's what uh, I was thinking. Yeah. And uh, Mark Bernardin talked about his stories on that. Like he had sent in a script. He didn't get a credit or anything, but he got like to work on Star Trek at that point. Yeah, and he's like what the season two of Picard lead lead writer of Picard, right, or whatever now. He's, I know he's writing on season two of Picard. I don't know beyond that. But yeah. um, the other thing I was going mm-hmm. to say, sorry, I got on Star Trek for a little bit longer than I meant to, but um, mm-hmm. I also semi-recently tried to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. The, I watched the first episode, and I was out instantly. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. this is not my kind of comedy in any way, shape, or form. I am out. <laughs> I have nothing against the show, but it was just way too awkward. I don't know if that changes as the season goes. It, it, it definitely gets better. It really, in my I, opinion. I it, so, but just like, and it's another case where I think season three is when it's like every episode's a hit. Yeah. And everything, from my opinion, I don't know. It's 
like I said, like it's it's at the point right now where it's like I think Larry David knows what the show is. It, Kirby yeah. enthusiasm you hear too. That show is not written. He, I mean, Larry has what he wants to tell for the season. That's another thing where that they'll tell maybe a longer story. Every episode's different, but there's like a long, uh, always like a little bit for every episode now, at least for a season, where there's always like a payoff to the final episode. Um, but he tells everyone, this is what's going to happen in the scene. We got to get there. I'm, there's no script. This is all we can do, and this is how we get there. This is what you're going to do. This, and you give them key points. It's not written. And I always find yeah, that kind of fascinating. Well, yeah. Just kind of rip on the story points. I think that it's just like the type of comedy that they were using in the episode more like it's like that feels like where the show is going to be comedy style wise separate from quality and it's like it's a little awkward for me and it just do you like the office because i feel like that's awkward comedy. A bit. i can't watch the office for the same reason it's just okay awkward it's so damn awkward yeah I love I, office, with shows like this might sound like a bit of a brag, but it's not meant to be. But like, I get over, overly empathetic with the characters themselves okay. when I watch a show. Like, I get into a show and then I'm just like sympathizing with their situation too much, and I feel all the awkwardness. And it's like I can't do it; it's too much. Yeah, yeah like Michael Scott will make him feel like crap and be racist yeah. sometimes and an ass, and yeah, yeah. Like the, the only comedy I've been able to stand in a long time is The Good Place, and even then, a character came in near the end where I was like. Uh, but <laughs> other than that, I really love that show. But like, just at one point, one character comes in and it's like, "This is the kind of hot comedy I'm not really into." Yeah, but, um, I, I can yeah. understand that. I don't uh, know if you know which character I'm talking about if you've seen all of it, but oh, which one? What show? Sorry, The Good Place. Oh, The Good Place. Oh, I love The Good Place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like a character that comes in later. Oh, okay. Very late into the show. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. it's like. Their style of comedy is like not my thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, I guess one I know we've been going for this like what we've been watching for a long time. Uh, one show that I can, I'll never get anybody to watch is that I love is a uh, cartoon Steven Universe, and it ended finally. It was on for I don't know eight years, seven years, but I I loved it. I mean, uh, it's a quirky kids cartoon, but there's a lot of uh, love and heart put into it. So I'm like a a, I guess a emo boy or whatever. I, I get into that type of stuff, but the, I think it's one of the most progressive cartoons like ever. They have like LGBTQ like representation, like self identity, like problems and dealing with anxiety and all sorts of stuff like that. And it's just like really well written and has a very well done storyline arc all the way through. Um, the main character grows up from being a kid to being like basically a young adult trying to figure out who he is. And um, I love that show. So I'm, I'm always going to recommend it. And I was just happy that they got to do like, they were worried they weren't going to have that last season to like, you know, wrap it up properly, but they get then cartoon network ordered a movie and then like a spinoff show, Steven universe future. So they got to like do justice and finish it properly. And it was really good. Um, so See, yeah, gosh, that was one of those shows I never heard of until you came around. So I've never watched it yet, uh, not on purpose, just because. No. So I think for I, I think how I watch television these days is kind of how it is. Um, like Netflix kind of ruined. You know, there's only about two two nights I watch televisions on. One of them is Mondays for Better Call Saul, and um, 
whatever, like if there's like a show on Sunday or something like that, like those are like truly the only two days I watch television on and not to knock anything. It's just because that's how like Netflix has kind of ruined me where I'm like, all right, I'll pop it up in the episode at night. So if it's not like easily ex- accessible, like for streaming wise, I'm yeah, probably going to watch it. That show's you know? really hard to watch too. It's like you have to watch it on the app or you have to use your cable and it's a pain in the ass. There's so, no way to stream Steven Universe in Canada that I've found, so I haven't watched it, but I want to when it yeah, goes it's gonna be the HBO HBO Max is gonna have all Cartoon Network on there. So I was kinda stoked We're for that. Getting that in its full form. It's gonna be interesting to see what that is. Yeah, well, oh you're not there's a like deal with Crave, which does other HBO stuff. I think oh, okay. getting most of it. But I'm worried about like are the Ghibli movies gonna get on there? Yeah, the, I was, <laughs> You know, the funny uh, thing is, like, ends up happening. the thing is right now with, like, HBO Go is it has almost all of HBO's shows, but not all of them. I think yeah. it doesn't. I think it doesn't have Mr. Show on there with Bob and David, which That's I weird. love. I yeah, love, love Mr. Show, too. Mr. Yeah. Show is so good. It's hilarious. It's, oh, yeah. It's basically like a rated R Saturday Night Live, basically, you know, but yeah. I, there's so many great bits in that um, that I still laugh about. I have a, a book, too, and it's not... I don't think it's here, but it's like a um, backstage all like throughout the making of Mr. Show, basically like them working through the sketches and whatnot. And I always like, I always, I, I guess I'm always been a David Cross, Bob Odenkirk fan. And I'm always kind of surprised now how, how he is as a drama actor now. Bob Odenkirk. Where oh, he Bob, was always, yeah. Uh, oh, I've been watching that too. Oh my God. It's amazing. Better call Saul. This this, this season this season in particular has been outstanding. Yeah, it's, it's so, so good. good. I love I it. I watched season one actually, but I haven't picked it up since then. Man, it's like they they just I don't know what they're doing. There's a special sauce in this season, especially that show's amazing. I yeah. didn't really want to watch it. I just haven't. <laughs> I think they said they they got greenlit for one more season, and they said that's gonna be the final season too. Yeah, they like have a plan, and now you can kind of see it forming now. To you're like, ooh, it's gonna, ooh, I haven't once well nothing. It's really good. And the thing yeah. is, it got originally got greenlit for only two seasons, and they said, yeah, it's only gonna be a two season show. Like when they originally said it, I think they must have discovered something that they wanted to do in that first season because then they got like a third season, and then like this is the fourth, or is this the fifth? It's the fifth. It's the fifth. Yeah. yeah. So I think they, they must have like they must have convinced AMC to like, hey, we got something here basically. And AMC does like they have a, only they have like the Walking Dead now. They used to have a whole bunch of shows, and now all the guys Walking Dead. So yeah, I was yeah, I was thinking about it. Not anymore, including me. <laughs> I, I was honestly thinking about like if no someone's never seen Breaking Bad, like it might be better to watch. I don't know if it would be like they they do have flash forwards in Better Call Saul, but maybe watch Better Call Saul first. That'd nah, be an interesting nah, thing. I, I, don't think, I so. think it would ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't think so. I think it's better to watch that first and come back because I think right now with the fourth season where it's actually starting to tie into Breaking That's Bad, yeah. it's way more interesting because they're like, all right, now I'm catching, you know, like now we're getting somewhere. Because that I think the whole thing about the I remember watching Better Call Saul that first season. I'm like, eh, okay, it's it's good, but it's not like really sinking its hooks in me yet. And now I'm like, now I'm like, all right. I, I have to watch this because I know where we're getting here. You know, I don't know how we're going to get there, but we're close. There's and, like a lot of questions too. You're like, yeah. Oh, what's going to happen to that person and that person? Like mm-hmm. there's so many people in this show that aren't in breaking bad. What is going to happen to that? You know what I mean? Like, and so you're cool. starting to see the people from breaking bad showing up. You know? Yeah. And you're like, Oh shit, that's that guy. And you're like, yeah. Oh man. It's so good. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. And the acting is phenomenal too. So, 
Hmm. Maybe one of the better prequels ever made. Yeah. Like, I mean, I may be like over overhyping it. Prequel, though, I can I can't ever really think of a show. I know movie prequels, but uh, let's see, uh, Young Sheldon. The only one. That oh yeah, oh, how did I forget? Africa, and I don't think that went over too well. The yeah. um, I've never seen it, but still, it's no yeah. Young Sheldon. That's for sure. No, that's that. <laughs> oh, Pennyworth. I haven't seen that either. <laughs> and that's a joke. That, that's a joke that's in that uh, Teen Titans movie too. Yeah, Teen Titans Go. They literally make that joke. It's like, and everyone's like, "Oh, I'd watch that movie." Yeah, <laughs> Batman's best friend, Pennyworth. You know, I actually was excited by the announcement of that at first, and then I heard it wasn't going to be. Um, God, um, what's the actor's name? Something Pertwee. Anyway, he's really good in Gotham. That actor that plays Alfred in that. But yeah. as I heard, it wasn't him. I was like. I'm out. <laughs> that's so weird. I I haven't. Be, I think I only have t- I two more seasons to watch of Gotham, and I never finished it. But like, it gets it gets really weird. It it in never stops way. being weird. It doesn't yeah. get weird. It in starts weird. weird and stays weird. You gotta you kind of have to be like, okay, this is just this show. It's its own thing because it's like yeah. so freaking out there. It, ex- yeah. it accepted its own absurdity very quickly, though. Like yeah. I hated the first three episodes or so, but like it gets to a point where it's like. This is camp. They know their camp. I'm just gonna enjoy the show. It's kind of like uh, what's uh, that? I to watch season five. It's kind of like the CW shows. They do the same thing. Um, <laughs> Except those were good. <laughs> that's true. Um, what am I think? What's the one with the with uh, Ray Palmer? Um, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. That one. That's the closest one because it's like we are dumb. We are all the side characters. No one cares about, and no one watches the show. They yeah, so it's... Joke in one of the episodes, I think in season four, it's like nobody watches this show. We have our fans, but it's a very the... small select group. The <laughs> clip I keep seeing going around is Gorilla Grodd running into a room, looking at some young kid. Says Barack Obama, "You have to come with me." Yeah, <laughs> it's just that and ridiculous. That and that actually happened, and there was a sh- episode all about Gorilla Grodd with Barack Obama. Yeah, yeah. The here's the thing: that's not how weird it gets. That's about medium weird for that. Yeah, show. that's medium weird. Yeah, so much weirder. <laughs> but it never becomes insincere or not entertaining. It's just like, like a it's a first it's a cartoon. Show is a little awkward, but after yeah. that, it's like this is just a weird ass ride, and I'm here for it. Yeah, it's just a weird cartoon, like. Live action cartoon. It's really all yeah, it is. Like, let's yeah. bring on Constantine. Screw it. <laughs> oh, did you guys? Uh, oh, this is the Misfit show. Uh, speaking of like cartoons that are live action, did you guys see that Jay and Silent Bob sequel? I yeah. didn't know reboot. Reboot. Yeah, reboot. Yeah. Or the. Did you like it? Movie. I liked it. Yeah, me too. Um, I liked that it. it's it's in. You guy realized it's low budget movie. He made for it out of his pocket. You know, it's it's a movie he wanted to make with his friends. That's all it is. Uh, it doesn't. I, 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 my favorite Kevin Smith movie, uh, I debate it's either it, it probably is Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. That is probably by far and away my favorite Kevin Smith movie. I love Dogma a lot. I love Clerks. Uh, Mallrats is okay. Uh, Chasing Amy's good, but like Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back because it's just fan service galore. And this one, this one's good. It's, it's, they it's, double down on that yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, it's just fan service and. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, it's not as good as Strikes Back, but you know, it's for what it is. It's just a movie he wanted to make have, and it's it's a fun movie. It's fun, you know. I don't yeah, know. I, fun, I enjoyed fun. it. Yeah, yeah, I liked it too. I was just curious if you guys seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's worth a watch and um, just go in knowing it's that cheesy sort of humor. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a Kevin Smith movie. You know what you're getting. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think my favorite Kevin Smith movie is Red State, though. I know that's kind of a random. I haven't it, seen that, but it's I, a really I dark movie. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's actually a really dark movie. My little brother, we watched Tusk, and he said that's his favorite Kevin Smith movie, Tusk. I haven't seen a lot of the new ones, apparently. Yeah, Tusk literally is um, this crazy guy who captures this guy and turns him into a human walrus, which, of course, you've probably heard the story of that. As you do. (laughs) Yeah. It's a really weird movie. He's like, yeah, it's my favorite. It's just weird and creepy. I'm like, okay. Um, But, I mean, probably of his comedies, his Clerks is my favorite, but that's... That's obvious. I, mean, I just like it. It's so sincere, and you know. Have you ever seen the Clerks cartoon? Which? Have you ever seen the Clerks cartoon? I have the Clerks cartoon. It's so weird. I love it's weird, it. But it's fun. It's, it's like so it. good, yeah. especially like episodes like four, five, and six when they're just like F it, you know, kind of just like who cares? We're gonna do this. Like, I, we I love the. Ju- we only carry medicated adhesive strips. Adhesive strips. aids is such a brand name, you know. Yeah. Uh, I would have been back sooner if that giant bee was out back. It's a loose driving car, bear's driving car. You know, Vid- <laughs> Vidya Gamer says sucked. in the chat, Vidya Gamer was saying he's, he thought Reboot was fun, but he kept thinking since every joke's an inside joke, would you f- enjoy it if it's your first first Kevin Smith movie? Probably not. It's, it's more yeah. enjoyable. It's more fan service, so I would say you probably should watch all of them. Uh, <laughs> Here's the thing. I think it might be fair to say that I'm not sure if any Kevin Smith m- movie is a good first Kevin Smith movie. Besides Clerks. They're either all like nothing good else. or they're all bad ones. To Mallrats was the first one I saw. It's still hit or miss. Mallrats <laughs> was the first. I watched it like on, on cable, like almost on vacation. And I'm like, yeah, this was okay. And then I think I saw Dogma second, and I really liked Dogma a lot. So that made me then go back and rent Clerks and uh, Chase and Amy then after that, basically. so I like Clerks too, also. It's not as good as Clerks, in my opinion, but it's good. Yeah, I like. Yeah, that, I, like movie, I will just. I will just say, I legitimately had forgotten that movie existed until you just mentioned it. What Clerks too? <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind that movie at all. I think it has a lot of good moments, but I had completely forgotten about For it. For some reason, Rosario Dawson really likes Dante. And, yeah, yeah it doesn't make any sense, but okay. <laughs> yeah, and Lord of the Rings jokes. Yeah, some weird racist jokes in there that probably don't age well now which i haven't seen oh, in a yeah, while. Uh, randall yeah <laughs> well it's the it's the michael scott stuff right the yeah it's, you're very not racist. it's it's racist but unknowingly racist kind of thing yeah he's ignorance yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, i think it'd be okay like from that like just like michael scott doing like indian jokes and whatever mm-hmm. you know so yeah uh, a little more uncomfortable nowadays probably to watch yeah. but yeah, yeah. Well, like, there's always it always sucks going back and seeing stuff like that. Like, oh, that hasn't aged well. Well, it's yeah, it's kind of. Uh, I don't know if you watched Aziz's area's last Netflix special where he talks about the Hangover, and he's oh, like, yeah. "Remember that paging doctor scene?" He goes, "Everyone laughed at that. That was in the opening trailer, you know." For it. he goes, "That we all laughed about it. That was ten years ago." You know, he's like, you know, what a difference time makes, basically, with with comedy, basically. Yeah. Uh, so. And that movie came out like 2001 or two, Curse 2, so mm-hmm. 20 years ago, basically. So, yeah. But uh, how about we talk about some video games here, since we got some some rumored news here. Uh, yeah, I just want to say, just for sure. a second, with the, I think like the midpoint of this segment with the like the movie and TV talk, that became the Ke- the like Kevin's favorite episode section. <laughs> where it's like, we shit on Star Wars, and then we just went on for a long time about how great Seinfeld and Star Trek were. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I will say though, I, um, 
uh, before we walk on, since you guys were talking about cartoons, I watched a bunch of Looney Tunes last week. That was great. It was like from like 1960 Looney Tunes. It was great. I, I was I was looking for something, you know, I really, really wanted to watch because I haven't seen it in probably like 15 years as Wacky Races. So I was like, you know what? I have Boomerang here. I'll see if I can find it because I remember like that point in time, I used to just put on Boomerang and watch Wacky Races. And I'm like, all right, it was great. Did not see it on the roster. Uh, what uh, was so- that show where it was like they were the Olympic Games? It was like the Hanna-Barbera stuff, I think. Yeah. Like Grape Ape and all these other random yeah, it's, characters. it's in that same category. It's a, mm-hmm. I think it's yeah, a I don't what the name of that show is, though. I feel like that was a fever dream. <laughs> I can't say I know which one you're talking about, but I don't know which one yeah. I'm talking about. That's why I'm asking. But I, but I love Hanna Barbera cartoons, so I was like, you know what, whatever. But I, I, I was just like, you know what, put on Boomerang, see if we can find some like Hanna Barbera on or something like that. And Looney Tunes was on, so yeah. I'm like, I watch it, watch Taffy Duck be a dick, and uh, it was great. You know yeah. what, they actually had a more modern. I, don't, I think it might have just been called the Looney Tunes show and they were living together in like a modern house and it was actually, I didn't watch a lot of it, but I've seen probably like a dozen episodes. It's actually pretty fun and entertaining. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. you think it'd be crappy, but it's actually pretty good. If you want some bonkers, modern Hanna-Barbera, go look at the stuff DC has been doing the last few years. It's bonkers. Like yeah, it's the apocalypse and the Flintstones it, comic is really good. I like. It. I bought it, but I haven't read it. But it's like it's a Flintstones as political satire. It's like yeah, okay, yeah, it's really cool. How did I like you get it. here. I don't mind um, that you got here, but how the hell? And um, they did the crossovers of the DC characters. I have the first volume of that where it's like Elmer Fudd and Batman, and it's like a crime noir, but like all the like the all the gumshoe internal monologue dialogue and then like, they make like a daffy duck joker one too or oh, something like that or fun yeah <laughs> I think so, fun. who did joker joker had one some one of them too with him i thought what i can't remember a crossover or what yeah it's a Looney, uh warner brothers joker it's like all of like the uh what was all batman had who did Batman? elmer fudd he had elmer fudd right yeah and yeah. um i think harley quinn had gossamer okay but I thought Joker, I thought Joker had one as well. Catwoman but... had Sylvester and Twitty because, of course. Yeah. And another character shows up for the mm-hmm. opposition, and I won't say who, but it makes sense. If you know DC Comics, you can probably guess. But uh, yeah, it was anyways. Good time watching Looney Tunes. They still age well. This cartoon was from like 1968, and it was still good. Definitely don't age well if you go far enough back. But yeah. Oh yeah, like the uh, World War II stuff. Yeah, go yeah, back no. and watch that. <laughs> Bugs fighting uh, the Japanese. Yeah. You want to see some racism, you know? Watch, uh, random, uh, it's not. It's not quite related to this. A random Disney Plus recommendation, though, is those new Mickey Mouse shorts, which I think there might be on YouTube as well. Um, they're very weird. Have kind of more modern humor a little bit, but they're extremely well animated and just they're short. They're like six minutes, maybe ten at the most. They're worth watching, in my opinion. So, random recommend. Random recommendation. Well. Let's shift the topics now to video games, because uh, I think we should talk about some of the rumors, because uh, I think they even announced today, I think, was it Gamescom was officially canceled today? And I yeah. think, th- but they're going to do an all digital uh, thing in August. Yeah. Uh, and this kind of brings back to this point that I think came out a week or so ago, where uh, I... While you talk about the convention stuff. Sure. Back. Um well, uh, let's see if I can share my screen here. Uh, share screen. Yeah, whatever. And here we go. 
but uh, yeah, so it sounds like IGN is going to be doing um, a Summer of Games event in June during the kind of around the same time period of IG uh, of E3. Uh, and you're going to see some, uh, they're teaming up with 2K, Square Enix, Sega, Bandai Namco, Amazon, Google Stadia, Digital Devolver, uh, THQ Nordic. So I got a funny feeling that we're going to start seeing. There's going to be something this summer to fill the gap for E3. This I, could start. Yeah, it's a good start. Yeah, and I got a funny feeling. There Was there someone else? I think there was someone else that might have um, said they're doing something similar. Uh, it's I know E3 has come out this weekend, I think, and say, hey, we're going to reimagine E3 next year. And I got a funny feeling it's going to be all digital. Uh, I mean, that's fine. That's generally how we all watch it. E3 essentially was not for us it was for uh your, your marketing you know your just your street reviewers and for it was a trade show it was for uh your best buys your targets your toys r us um where it was an event like saying hey okay maybe you want to pre-order some stuff and now it's gotten way out of hand where i think people didn't want to pay for the boost like that's why uh, Microsoft was doing their own thing, even though it was taking place during E3, they had the Microsoft Arena, uh, and our Microsoft Theater. Uh, and Sony is like, you know what, we're not gonna pay for the space of the ground here because they would buy up as much of it possible, but it costs like millions of dollars for what they're trying to show. So it's like, there, you get your bigger message off by just doing these digital events. And I think me and Josh, I was talking with Josh about this, that I think. A great idea would be is going forward, maybe in 2021, when this you know stuff kind of eases up a little bit with the COVID 19, is you still do it, you remove the fans from E3. Okay, you get rid of the fans, it's just press only, and it's just uh, like maybe whatever your best buys, your targets, whatever your, your big sellers, and you, you do it all digital events like this, get rid of your floor space, you know, and just have for the press, have. The developers there to be interviewed you know to talk to and, and as opposed to having games to play what you do is you put up all these demos that are available at e3 that you play at the booth put up on your store and say hey if you want to play these games they're going to be available for a week so you can try them out right now these are the games that would be on display at e3 that were showing off these demos that's whatever your five ten minute demos so if you want to try the games out during e3 after watching the presentations here they are i think that'd be a much better except you know much better way of getting your message out and your product out where I think that's the bigger draw for E3 is everyone wants to go because you want to get in these lines granted, whatever it's like four or five hours to get in these lines, just to try a five to 10 minute demo. I, you know, and unless you're press, unless you're press, you get, you know, like bumped up to the front of the line or you get to invited to a special room. Why not just give it away the demo digitally just to try out, say, Hey, you know, this is a thing. And then you can also maybe do like your pre-orders like, I'll give an example. Like I, I played the Final Fantasy VII demo, and at the end it says, "Like, would you like to pre-order now?" Same thing with Resident Evil Three. Would you like to pre-order now? People are going to go to Best Buy, and they kind of do what Nintendo does: is they have it available for two days, where you can come try out the game demo. You have to wait in line, unless there's no line, to come and wait in line, and then like you can pre-order the game after if you want, you know. But or they'll they give you some swag. But I think people really just want to try out the demos. And I think this would be a much better message. Just make all these digital, get away from the floor space so these companies don't waste their money 
doing it like just maybe charge whatever you want to be if you want to be part of the e3 package but then again they don't even need to because nintendo can do their own thing playstation can do their own thing and then i don't know i i, I think that's just a smarter way to go um but yeah this is gonna be taking place in june since e3 got canceled uh ign kind of stepped in and say hey we're gonna be this whatever digital showcase for for Square Enix, Sega, Bandai Namco, Amazon, Google Stadia, Digital Devolver, 2K, THQ Nordic. Um, and it's going to be in June. So there's still going to be a show. Uh, I imagine PlayStation's going to do their state of play. And I imagine there'll still be a Nintendo Direct because, you know, that's going to be. And I imagine. Microsoft said they're yeah. doing all digital until next year, through next year. So, yeah. Microsoft. So they'll have something then too, digital, but. Yeah. And for whatever indie stuff doesn't make it to the IGN show, there's going to be the kind of funny games uh, showcase, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And uh, what do you guys think? Uh, there was the rumor that Warner Brothers was going to be there with the press conference this year. And of course, that didn't happen. Uh, they were going to show, in theory, that Harry Potter, long rumored Harry Potter, like MMO style game, and then the new Batman game, and uh, something from uh, probably that Smeagol game. Or the Gollum game. You never heard? Yeah, there's a Gollum game coming out. Yeah, and they said they're going to talk about that. That's what the press conference and, of course, probably some other surprises there. They were going to have their own press conference, but they canceled that, of course. And it was more rumored. It's like a Jason Schreier said it was going to happen. Do you think they'll come out and do a digital version of that? Or do you think they're just going to try to roll out the like trailers, like stagger them now since this whole thing went down? I'm yeah. sure they'll do either their own event or go on the IGN thing or one of the um, like game company stream things, like the Microsoft one or the Sony one specifically. Yeah, you know, I think that out. I, I, I just want to see the new Batman game. So yeah, they're just definitely going to show it. It's just a question of where and how. Yeah, yeah. I, I think what it is though, it is more kind of a they probably better off selling off the marketing rights. And then letting them be and say, like, hey, who wants to be the one who pays for the Batman rights to be, you know, to have it on your show? That probably yeah. is a smarter play because that way you get it out there and you get some money. Like, because, you know, like, yeah. whatever the marketing right is, it's associated with that console. All right. Yeah. So, like, Resident Evil 3 was revealed on PlayStation, Re- Resident Evil 2 and 3 were revealed on the PlayStation shows. Yeah. So, it's always kind of, even though it's on Xbox and PC, it's always kind of then associated with playstation you know yeah. it's it's so, like uh, whoever has the right to show call of duty matters so much because like even though it's a game that's on everything whatever one the whichever company showcases it is the one that's associated with the game mm-hmm. yeah just kind of like that uh arkham knight trailer with the joker co- getting uh cremated at the beginning at that playstation event uh you know the arkham knight got attached to playstation because of that trailer so the Arkham series got attached to PlayStation because they put like Joker DLC in Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. That's, that's true. That's the versions I have. Yeah. Because of that. Because the additional DLC. I never used it, but that was enough to convince me. So, it, I mean, it sounds like E3 is not dead. Even though the name is dead, there's still going to be a summer event that fills that gap. Because I think it's important. There's games coming out this year that have not been announced. And yeah. it's, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of you know, June, I guess, right? Uh, so there's something to look forward to. It's not, you know, no, not all doom and gloom. E3 was already like dying 
a slow death and they kind of just jumped on this being like oh i'm sorry covid19 you know this is the reason why e3 is not happening when it was probably not going to happen to begin with because of all these people backing out like playstation and xbox and if it would have happened it would have been sad you know, more than anything this year, I think. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I still imagine PlayStation was going to do a state of play. They're just going to say the hell with not doing, uh, you know, paying for all the spot right here, you know? Yeah. Um, and of course, uh, we'll we'll do some kind of reaction thing to it. I'm sure. Oh yeah, we'll. What happens? You betcha. We'll have our E3 show like we did last year, where we break down and review all our games. You know what we're excited for, what knocked our socks off here. Yeah. Uh, Oh, so Vigil Gamer is saying that uh, Nintendo was, uh, he's got a cousin who uh, works for Nintendo for the Treehouse, and he said they had a big meeting before COVID-19. He said they plan, Nintendo planned to double down on take Sony's floor space, which would have been amazing to see. Which, you know, I imagine the two big announcements were two big ones that I think, the big one I think Nintendo was probably planning on revealing this year was probably Zelda 2, Breath of the Wild 2. Because that's how you counter new consoles coming out. You come out with a heavy, you know, a haymaker right there saying, hey, you know, you know, they got a new console, but we got a Zelda here. Uh, and I mean, I'm hoping for Bayonetta 3. You know, that was revealed uh, on the Game Awards a couple of years ago, and we haven't heard anything since. So, yeah, the Mario rumor would be cool. That mm-hmm. uh, triple pack with the Sunshine, Galaxy, and uh, 3D World. That would be awesome if that actually was a real thing that got revealed. I mean, there's multiple sources saying it's real. Oh, 64, yeah. 64 as well. Would that all be in one pack, y'all think? Hell no. No, they'll just release them like at least $50 a piece or 60 Right. Most likely. They they might do slightly less for 64 but if they do like a full remaster of everything, like the the pie in the sky dream of 64 in the Odyssey engine, that would be great. And then they charge full price for that. I... I mean, actually, never mind with the charging less for a thing that was a smaller game. With the Zelda game recently, the, um, what was the, the Game Link's Boy? Awakening. Link's Awakening. Yeah, they charge full price for that, so never mind. Yeah, that's a short game, right? So They did do a great job on it from the looks of it. I just, yeah. I th- and uh, I mean, I want to play Sunshine again. I-, I love Sunshine. I know a lot of people aren't super big fans of it. It has problems. It's not a perfect game, Crash. but I really enjoy it. Yeah, trash. I enjoy it still. I enjoy Awful. it. Garbage, trash. It's 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 a very unique and fun trash, game. But it's trash. Uh, I like it. I like it. I just it need some camera tweaks. It needs a lot. It needs more than a couple of tweaks. It needs a camera. lot of work. Just fix the camera where it doesn't tweak out. Sometimes I think it'd be a plus. I'm just baffled by how how often they do not release Mario 64 in some fashion. How unavailable that game is normally. It's insane. Yeah. You should be able to pull it up on Switch right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, how the hell is that not on every system they've ever released? Yeah, because they resell everything, right? Yeah, uh, not the ones that people want to play, apparently. Uh, you know, here, here's a here's a thought. I thought about this the other day because of Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake's release. I I kind of, and I'm, just because I just got done playing Ocarina at time, and they've re-released that a couple of times, but mm-hmm. if they would do a remake... Of it basically, I don't know if I would want that. Um, not to poo it, but like it's just be like, because uh, I just got done playing it and I still like playing it a lot. It still is my favorite game of all time. But uh, like version, I'm assuming. What's that? 
that you played the original 64 version. Yeah. Uh, like, and it, they, they clean up the graphics for the 3DS version. Um, but it's like I, the controls has always kind of bothered me about that. Like, I need to have that 64 controller as opposed to having the 3DS in my hands. But like, I, I almost don't. I would say like I know they they had something I guess to change for Final Fantasy VII remake in my opinion where it got away from turn based and made it an action game like and I don't know how you do it for a great time and that's always can be like in your back pocket same thing with sixty four uh, Mario sixty four re releasing that it's gonna make money it's gonna print you know easily print dollars so you can re release it HDFI it's gonna sell because that's whenever whenever something's slow with Nintendo they can always just say it's kind of like uh, um, link between Link's Awakening here remake. They're like, we got nothing to fill, but it's a Zelda game and it's a remake, so it's gonna get a little bit of that hype money. Where people are like, oh, I love that one game from twenty years ago. Uh, I need to rebuy it here because it's it's been changed. Uh, that's that's always their back pocket money when they have no new games. They can probably just kick it out in a year because they don't have to write a story or anything. They say, okay, let's just develop it on here. Here's an easy engine. This is gonna make print money for us. And we can charge. We'll never lower the price on our games. We'll never put them on sale for more than forty dollars. Uh, but uh, it's it's one of those things where it's like those are the fill-in games when they have nothing new because like they're developing something that's going to take a long time to make. Uh, but we can whip this out in a year, and we know we have something for Christmas. So I don't know. Just thoughts. I don't. I don't know. I guess I'm saying is like I don't know if I need to see remakes for all these games. Basically, I, I would. Well, there's a difference between a remake and a reboot. Yeah. Like if they do, like they remake it, like just up-res it and do new graphics and stuff like that, and maybe expand a couple areas. Like if they, for a green of time, if they did a remake and they just kind of expanded out the, the Hyrule field and maybe a couple of the towns, give you a couple more things to do in them, but kept it mostly the same. That would be kind of cool, mm-hmm. but um, that would be more of like just a remake and a tweak. But a reboot would be like redoing the whole thing from scratch. I guess if you made it bigger, like Breath of the Wild size or something like that, that'd be impressive. Mm-hmm. Because to Not me, like that big, but yeah. Well, I'm just saying, it's like if you look at Ocarina of Time at the time, it was big. It was a big world, <laughs> but like you play it now compared to all these other games, I'm like, eh, you can just roll across the whole Hyrule and be there in like five minutes, basically. You know, uh, yeah. but uh, I don't know, like. As opposed to that'd be that'd be impressive. Okay, now that now that I think about that, might like if you make something like it, but bigger, same base story, but bigger and more different, more I guess side optional side quest stuff that you can yeah, do. To fill that off. out in a satisfactory way for Ocarina of Time, you would probably have to do Ocarina of Time and um the second one, um the the mask yeah. in one game as one giant remake. You know, you know what's called with uh I agree with you though, you mentioned like sixty four in the Odyssey engine that I think would be dynamite. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I love that. Odyssey. Came up with that but like I'll push the button by accident, my bad. This okay. one. Imagination. Beautiful. Yep. Uh, okay. Soon the um Bikini Bottom, whatever it is. Battle for Bikini Bottom remake. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Do you play I, it? I was surprised to see it's on GOG, actually. So that's interesting. I, I never played the original, honestly. So I think I played a demo of it, but I've always wanted to play it. I like I Destroy All Humans, too, and they're doing that. And that's pretty I nice. Remake 
I watched someone play the first level that was remade in Dreams for Bikini Bottom. I someone uh-huh. remade. I was watching someone on I, when I was watching streams of on Twitch for Dreams because I was like, I gotta see about this game because I don't know if I'm interested in making these games. I'm just like interested in playing these weird creations, kind of like that, and people remaking Mario sixty four and Dreams and. Uh, I guess, like, I'm always kind of like, eh, kind of, I, I don't see myself having long playthroughs of that, but when it gets to being a $15 game this year, because it will, uh, it came out early this year, and I guarantee either when they do, Sony did some big sales uh, around E3 last year, uh, and Black Friday, tons of games for $10, 15 $20. I'll, I'll pick it up then. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a really fun little game. I bought it when it came early access, and haven't really built anything, but it's kind of fun just to go in there and see what people are building. There's some crazy yeah. shit in there. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Um, well, since we're talking about PlayStation, should we debut the news? Uh, All right. You ready? Sure. The Playboys! Playboys! That's Playboys! That's just me and Josh right here because we're big PlayStation fanboys here. So it's a new little segment here. We call ourselves the Playboys. The Playboys? Z at the end. Playboys. <laughs> Sorry, we didn't inform you about this. We're the Playboy here because we be we be hyping that PlayStation here. Uh, I mean, there's some PlayStation news that came out a week ago, right, Josh? Uh, the Last of Us Two delay. Yeah, that was that was a big one. You know, uh, you know, because you know, COVID nineteen production of the discs that they don't want to distribute everywhere. You know, it's pretty close to being wrapped up, but it's about getting it accessibly everywhere. Uh, they kind of a uh, leaked date kind of came out today. It's not, I don't know, 100% true, but the rumor is June 26, which is, I Go think, Tsushima's actual release date. So. Yeah. So, uh, wonder if they would do that and probably delay Ghost probably a little bit. Or, yeah, I could see them like they, because of course they delayed it because they couldn't do a worldwide release like and use do the physical copies like a lot of people have pre-orders and they have obligations and like they have limited editions all that stuff they don't want to like make anybody wait if they just release it digital and then all those other people they're just going to either cancel their pre-order or be very bummed out because they got the story spoiled you know, spoiled for them so that's why they delayed it basically if that's all they- retailers. Piece yeah. off, off retailers like GameStop and Best Buy and all that stuff. And uh, so what I could see them doing is, I don't know if COVID stuff will be better 100% by June, but I think a lot of people are kind of aiming for that time frame to start, you know, everything start opening up at least slightly by then. So maybe they say June's a good time. Everything will start being open. We can actually get, get, the, get the game out there. Well, so, it also, also kind of sounds like, you know, like, uh, well, June is kind of when production for PS5 is supposed to go into place, and, and too. That's one of the rumors. Uh, well, rumors. I think that's what Bloomberg said is that today that they are planning to start developing, and I think it's because production manufacturers are starting to open back up in China now. So I think that's another reason why uh, the rumor is now June, so they could probably start working on printing the discs soon or something. Because that was going to be the main. The main concern about this is that they're not producing the discs at the moment. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, maybe they are finally starting to um, come back from, you know, the disease, the, the disease, the virus, uh, and production can resume, which would make um, production for these new consoles this little hit probably uh, this year. 
Yeah. Um, I know they, they were, go ahead, Josh. Sorry. Yeah. The, the one I was reading, I think it was today or yesterday that there will be most likely a limited supply on the PS five. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be five to 7 million, which sounds like a big number, but if it's hyped up and it sells a lot, you know, they might have 10 million sales, but they might not be able to match that because of production and because of the virus and everything that's going on. That, that kind of happened with the switch though, too. The switch um, got hit with some kind of the same exact time. There was a virus that was going around China that they, um, they get halted. It was supposed to be coming around around Christmas time. And they got moved back to March because of having production, having to stop for a couple of months. So, um, but it's, uh, I, I think another reason why I think they changed the number. I don't know if it's, estimate i think it's maybe just that this is just my interpretation i i just looked at the note the what do you call it the cliff notes uh from the t- from the tweets about from bloomberg today saying about um i think estimated i thought it was maybe estimated lo- lower sales where they they didn't have the highest expectations for it and one of them either i don't know if they pointed to being because of covid or because the price where they maybe think uh, the rumored american price right now uh, this is through Bloomberg is either 500 or 550 us dollars. Um, and it's because there's a lot of tech in these. And I imagine it's probably, I, I think they're afraid to announce what the price is. I think they probably can still hit a profit at $500 is what it is. I think if they go lower than 500 is when they start losing money. Um, and I think they're, that's, I think kind of what they're, waiting to see what Xbox has moved because I think they're probably in the same ballpark, but they probably don't want to be 550 and really make a profit versus like uh, in PlayStation and they're at 500, you know, that's, that's a bad window for probably PlayStation. Yeah. So I think they're estimated price sales because when they launched the PS4, they had heavy production uh, ready to go and it was $400. It was $100 cheaper. So it sold like gangbusters right out the window. Uh, mm-hmm. for a hundred dollars more and you know it's i think that's kind of their estimate of like how many people are going to pay five hundred dollars for a console especially in this like recovering economy basically now it's you know we were having a surplus and now uh with everyone losing their jobs i think that's another effect where they're thinking all right maybe the numbers aren't gonna be so high this year because people are out of jobs right now at the moment how's yeah. this sell you know at this point in time so let's see I'm gonna to try to get a co- I'm gonna to try to get a PS5. That's my plan so far. I mean, I'm not sure about the Xbox. It depends on my financial situation. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm I'm planning on putting money aside with my Trumpy money when they comes in. You know, I didn't get my check yet, but when that comes aside, you know, put that money away from my. I already put I put it for mine in my savings too today. I just got it today, so. Mm-hmm. But we're not in Canada where they get two thousand a month, so. <laughs> um, your uh, Trudeau checks. Trudeau checks, yeah, but um, what was I gonna say? Uh, I just completely blank. Sorry, uh, I'm still looking forward to the two games, the two big PlayStation titles this year, uh, Ghost and Last of Us. I think they will hit before fall. It just depends on when. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Even though they said indefinite because of this whole situation, they don't want to say, "Oh, it's going to come out in," you know, "it's going to come out June second and something happens." They mm-hmm. probably want to wait until like the end of May to say, "Okay, we're good." coming out this day everybody get hyped you know probably put out another trailer or something so um i want to talk about the other big news what's that the shadow drop on i guess what what was the last tuesday the controller the controller yes 
No, that was last week, right? Last Tuesday. I don't oh. know. It was like a random Tuesday. It's the DualSense controller. Yeah. Uh, what do y'all think about it? It's uh, a controller. Controller. Yeah. It nice. I'll say this. I, I'm not the biggest fan of the look. I don't hate it. Um, it's. I, I imagine it'll feel better in my hands, but I, I, I guess I, I kind of probably don't like uh, the two-tone? The two-tone, yeah. Like, the two different colors. Like, I think I prefer an all-solid color as opposed to having... I, maybe I just don't like the white on black. In, on That's the, where I'm at. I don't, I, don't, I don't mind the two-tone. I just don't really care for the color scheme of that particular controller. It's like, eh. And I imagine there'll be different ones down the road. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I milk the hell out of that. It, it does look big, though, too. But this is also... Maybe it's, I don't know. It's uh, I, I'm not poo pooing on it. This is just gripes uh, because uh, I don't hate how it looks. It's just that it's like I don't. Know, it's different. I guess that's kind of the biggest thing, right? You know, I, know. I, I like it. I I kind of the more I look at it, the more I like it more. Uh, I am I that I think my little bit of fanboyness comes out when I say that. But I just think it's kind of a it's. It's just cool because they're trying. They're not just doing the same thing. I know Xbox isn't really doing the same thing. If you look closely at the Xbox Series X controller, there are some improvements there. They did change the the way it grips and stuff. There, 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 they're more subtle improvements. This one's yeah, more it's like more modification than a re the uh, overhaul. Yeah, and then this one's just kind of like, all right, we had this cool idea for a controller. It's different. It's kind of wild, but here it is. And um, there was a mock-up that I sent uh, uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan the other day. And what if, you know, they don't have any colors, right, for any of the buttons. But somebody did a mock-up where the buttons lit up because they're see-through. Mm-hmm. So we would still have the PlayStation colors, but they'd just be lit lit up buttons, which I, would be interesting. I think I want the colors back in the buttons. I, I think I do. I, I think yeah. that, that's what's missing in here. And I know Musty kind of made a good point right here where it's like uh, – says it's hard to keep a white car clean see i like white though as a color i i really do but i, I think just the white on the black is it's my bigger uh i don't know quirk here uh well okay think about the playstation 4 controller there's probably like 20 or 30 different colors right they got the camo they got the like chrome blue one they got you know red purple whatever different colors so think about it this way they have two choices for colors now they could do like oh this one's going to be the purple and pink one or hey this one's going to be half camo half black you know they actually have to do some kind of cool choices there if they want or all black like a lot of people have done mock-ups for or spider-man controller which i'd buy day one um yeah i, I think they have more room for like customization I am interested in seeing how this feels in my hands, though. That's the the, the biggest thing right here, because I, I imagine it's going to feel good in your hands. But uh, I am interested because does it have built-in sensor features? Like for let's say if you're playing, can they track your heartbeat? Like uh, like if you're playing a, a spooky game or something like that, because that the dual sense to get the feel of it, right? Or am I just? I think over- it's just because. Uh- I think the name is kind of weird because I think they kept dual just so they have that lineage, right? It's like dual shock and then dual sense. And then I think sense is they have a, basically they have a bunch of HD rumble pads in there pretty much. And then the, the triggers have actual rumble and kind of, I don't know if you've played like Forza on Xbox one, they actually have the triggers have a little more give to them. You know, like you can feel like you're actually, you know, pushing a pedal down. 
because of the vibration. It's kind of like that, but it's more it's more like take Nintendo Switch where you play like one two switch and you can feel the dice inside the controller, right? Because of the rumble. Take that idea and put that into the triggers. Does that make well, sense? Yeah, but the thing is, here's the thing though. It's it's kind of like um I you you need Sony to be the one to say and you know and I'm gonna be copying from one of the other shows I've listened to. Um like I don't want the uncharted flip your controller to throw a grenade. You know, I I don't yeah. want that. I don't want that, but it's up to them to uh, say, okay, these are the features. Now, here's why you change the game. And I, I get that's why they're changing it because they want to. This whole PlayStation 5 concept seems like it's trying to be, I don't want to say revolutionary, but kind of like that, right? Where they're trying to yeah. change it with how the game loads and everything. It seems like everything's supposed to be like that with the adaptive triggers and haptic feedback. Um, I like the USB C. That's like the biggest thing for me. Like, have you, I mean, everybody has a USB-C phone. You know how fast those things charge. Even if the battery life isn't like great, you could probably plug that in for 30 minutes and have almost a full battery life on that controller because of USB-C, how fast that is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and the built-in mic is actually interesting. I never That's thought about true. it, but they could basically have Alexa for your PlayStation. I know if you have a PS, PSI, you could do it right now and be like, hey, PlayStation, do this or whatever. Um, but imagine people i could see people i don't know if this will happen but maybe like first party games will use the mic for like in-game voice commands what do you think probably part of the controller yeah a big job for me because like i can only think of like joe to uh on stc doing like hey siri you know and siri never yeah. responds that's not a bigger job for me oh great i just sent off siri myself yeah but no i i've uh i'm I, I'm more of a, it's more impressive for me, I think, with the fact that maybe just having, you can maybe just use regular, your regular headphones and plug it into it, even if you don't have a built in microphone, just that you can play, if you're playing online with friends, that you can use your controller to have a conversation. Because even the yeah. free headset that came with the PS4, the microphone, yeah, it's, but it was okay. Like I could hear people. You know, like for what it is. So, like, if it has it, or if it's just that good of a microphone quality microphone, I think I'd be happy with that. Where I'm like, all right, cool. I don't have to worry about like, you know, as long as I have to go like this and hold up to say like, hey, go left, please go left. I think be cool if I could just be like this, like, hey, man, you got somebody behind you or whatever. Let's go do this, whatnot. I'll tell Um, you what the actual result of that would be, though. A bunch of people online that don't know their microphones on. That's well, true. Hopefully, true. it's all muted by yeah, default. Yeah. That'd be Call of Duty, like PS3, basically, and everyone's got like those. I have to mute everybody, basically, because I don't want to hear any yeah. of these assholes here. Like, yeah. Hey, man, your mic is muted. Your mic is on. That's what it's going to be like. Uh, <laughs> you just started cringe at my soundboard. You're like, oh my god, really? <laughs> um, it's fitting. Yeah. The last thing is uh, the create button. Uh, what do you guys think? It's the same thing as share button, right? Well, what well, now they're talking about like the w- one idea I heard was they're um, rebranding it. Well, no, it. one idea I heard was maybe that it's like how they have like a built-in camera mode. Like yeah. how like, one of the things that Sony keeps doing right now is for their games puts in a camera mode and people oh. are like taking a yeah, photo mode. Yeah, then they take pictures inside the game. Having that as like an ability. And I think that'd be, I think that'd be kind of cool that every game that you can do that for, you know, pause and okay. pull back. Uh, or... My idea was, or kind of 
thinking about a couple of people I've heard talk about it, but spinning off of that is, you know how like you go on your stories on like Instagram, you can do like a rubber band effect. You know, you can do like a, what's it called? Where it goes back and forth between like two second clip that keeps looping. I can't think of what it's called right now. Oh, boomerang. You can do a boomerang or you can do like a GIF. Uh, so what if you were playing, let's say Spider-Man 2 and you did like this amazing flip and you webbed up a guy and you got a guy like in like three, three or four seconds and then you can make a GIF of that on the fly with the Kraven. You, you can already kind of do that with sharing a clip. That's true, yeah. But um, I think the most likely scenario with that is it's not going to be a revolutionary change, but they're going to change um, what the share button was at the start. It was like, here's what we think people are going to use this for or could use this for. And now they're going to take that and what they learned from that and go, okay, here's what people actually use this for. And we'll make that the functionality. Yeah. Like just make it more tailored to what people actually have used it for. Cause the share button on the PS4, like they were kind of going in blind. Like people do this kind of stuff on the internet, but they don't do that in their games. Cause that just hasn't been done. So here's an option to do that kind of stuff but they were just kind of firing blind. Like, here's what we think people will use. But yeah. now they know, and they can alter yeah. that. Yeah, and they can make it more streamlined. Like, yeah, exactly. sharing a clip takes like, I feel like it takes way too long. So you gotta go out of a menu, go back in, do your trim. If you could just do it and the game's still playing, like maybe paused and you can just like, okay, I want this section, boom, it's done. Like 10 seconds, that, that'd that be awesome. So I could see them yeah. doing that with the processing power and everything of the new, new console. I never do that kind of thing just because I like I think about it and like go nah I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, it is too many barriers to entry. It's like I don't have my Twitter linked. I don't care to link my Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it's a, go ahead. I do. I say I do like the light bar movement. How they moved it kind of underneath like the uh, the swipe pad now a little bit. It's a little I bit more hidden. What that's going to mean for VR. I'm yeah, thinking they, like most likely you just use your PS4 controller, right? Or your moves. Because. Well, the PS4 going to come with a PS4 controller because <laughs> that's not know. what it was. Well, yeah, from my understanding, because the uh, PS4 is going to be backwards compatible, that that's why it's there. It's just not going to be you know prevalent on the front. It's you know, and hopefully yeah. this doesn't drain as much of a battery because of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I I kind of like that it's gone. I just wonder what that's going to mean. I'm more just really interested in seeing how the form factor fits in my hands, though. Too though, like it seems like it's got that. Xbox kind of it, form it's factor, Sony. but it's it's Sony doing Sony. They they slightly copy somebody and kind of tweak it. Whatever works, whatever works, and then make some tweaks, right? You know, they they, they yeah. do that a lot. I mean, I there's yeah. no denying it. I still love PlayStation, but they do do that a lot. It's, yeah, that's my my concern. Card. Sorry, I end up cutting you off by accident a lot of these these times here. I'm sorry about that. But no, uh, do you want to go or? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I was, I'm going to be a bit of a downer, but <laughs> I'm hoping it's not what I've kind of noticed with the PlayStation stuff. It's like, they come out, it's like, okay, we have all these games that are great. We have these gimmicks for our stuff that nobody's going to use. And here's all these features that we're going to hype up. But at the end of the day, they're going to end up being like, for multi-platform games, at the very least, it's like, it's going to be the least useful of all of them. Like, technically, it's going to be like, if you're going to get a multi-platform game and you have all three consoles, either you want to get it on the Switch for portability, or if you want the technical side, you're going to go Xbox. Like, they are always, like, whenever I go back to one of their previous consoles, and it's like, every single one of them, if they have a multiplayer 
uh, multiplayer, multi-platform game that was on something that was on something else that's better than it's like I'm gonna get that there because it's always going to be better. Not all the time for me, at least. Like, still, nine times out of ten, like that's the games that sometimes they work better over it, on the one console. It's, it's to me, it's more along the line of I have my franchise preferences. I know Q Dogs very much like that. Where yes, yeah. this, this belongs on this franchise and. Who knows, like right now at this point in time, because when it PlayStation 4 started this generation, and I imagine because not every game's got the upgrade on Xbox, so I imagine some of those earlier releases are still probably better on PS4 than they are on Xbox because they were never patched uh, on Xbox. And I know one thing like PlayStation has, and I think Xbox has got it. I can't confirm it, so I don't want to say that they have it. But PlayStation 4, when the Pro came out, they have a, a built-in feature to turn on to make games run better. So a game like um, what's up boost mode? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's one game in particular that stands out that I remember from it is um, what's it called? Uh, what's that uh, Resident Evil ripoff that was uh, made by the guy who made Resident Evil Four? Um, oh, uh, Evil Within. Yeah. So Evil Within runs like that opening for Evil Within runs terrible. It runs so like choppy because like the rain, it, like it runs so bad. But if you play on boost mode, it runs normal. So, which one were you talking about for each? Uh, the uh, for for the for um Evil Within. No, I know. Uh, but like which, like you said, it runs better on which? Uh, I think it runs better on PS4 Pro because I would be shocked because I have the Xbox version and that doesn't play very well. I'm the same because it 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 um the the boost mode makes it run better. Yeah, like there's all these like frame drops and everything that's it just. Uh, I, I just imagine though, because the PlayStation 4, the base pace PlayStation 4 ran games better for those first couple of years. Uh, I'm yeah. saying this Xbox One X has, uh, it, it does have their HD remake games that they are, you know, games now run better, but not every game has got the 4K boost. Uh, yeah. so I, I still say that it's probably like half the generation is probably better on PS4. Uh, I mean, yeah. and so I, I it's it's it's, it might it's be a little more 50-50 on that I'll I'll grant you that. But yeah. it's you know, the 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 other alleged rumor right now is that games run better on PS5 than on Xbox One uh Series X. I hate these names. Uh Series but, X. Well, it doesn't matter what anyone says right now cuz no one know, it's, had it's, hands it's, on, it's, on anything. But you make a good point about uh, about saying like the portability versus uh performance but, and whatnot. So it's Yeah. So, if you can't do a giant gaming rig on your PC, then you're going to go Xbox for the technical side of it. It really is more along the line, though, I think, with like with the, the new features built into the controller and the console. It's, it really is up to, and this goes with everybody. Uh, it goes with Nintendo, with their HD Rumble, right? Uh, what games have you used HD Rumble? I, honestly, like, I... Mario said, Odyssey, that's about yeah. it. That wasn't even that great for, for HD Rumble. You can feel where the the star yeah. is on the ground, and you uh, the moon the moon is in the ground when you walk across it. They could do that in the sixty four. <laughs> feel... feel like the location of it, like oh, it's actually back here because it's rumbling this way. In Ocarina time. Yeah, I know, I I'm, I'm just making like excuses. It's not really anything. Like the only one I can think of is the ice shaking. Right, that's the only thing I can think of that there. <laughs> yeah, and then like oh, how many uh, balls are in the. Joy-Con on one two switch. I remember so that it, one. it really is up to uh, the first party, and like I said, you're probably not going to see 
these features come into full effect for a couple of years, maybe on like Horizon Zero Dawn 2. We got that bow and arrow is going to feel amazing. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's up to Sony to show. And this is the same thing for everything. It's kind of like Nintendo when they had the rumble pack, right? It's in the, if it changes the game, then you see everyone copy suit, you know, PlayStation sure. comes out with a little shock, you know, it's, it's, it, it's up to them to show that this is what they do. Cause PlayStation didn't have analog sticks, right? When it first launched, it just came with the yeah. D pad and man, guess what? We came up with two and it works better, you know, than having one, you know, it's, it's yeah. about everyone copies each other. Yeah, yeah it's true. So, uh, where I'm standing right now, like, okay, so I never was an Xbox guy, like, ever. I never had an Xbox one, original, 360, nothing, Xbox One. And then one day, I got an Xbox One, like, a while ago. I got a really good deal on it. You know, I was like, okay, I'm gonna drop the bucks and get it. Um, kind of enjoyed the console. And then I decided, okay, Xbox One X is the best console that plays third-party games. So that's the reason I bought the Xbox One X. And then now when I think I'm going to get a third-party game, I get Xbox One X, even though I am a huge PlayStation fan. So that's that's pretty much what you were saying for that. Yeah, I I, am being a bit of a hater on it, but it's kind of over the... like. I supported it up until actually all of them, but like I went Xbox first... Just because that's where I played Halo with friends, so I had to go there first for this current generation. But every single generation back, as I got in, like collecting and everything, I've gone back through the library and it's like, okay, time to dump all my PlayStation third-party titles because it plays better on over here. And just like it ha- happened with the PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four, every single console they have ever done. So it's like yeah. I'm kind of disenchanted with them at this point, like. Even if it's not at the start of the generation, by the end of the generation on whatever console they do, I end up just being disappointed with them. Well, so, you get, uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but Xbox has the better services now, too, oh, with yeah. Game Pass. They were talking about that in the chat, the PC Game Pass. Game Pass is uh, best deal in gaming. I know that. It's going to be. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. That eventually is going to be on everything. That's what it is. It's And that's yeah. probably what Xbox envisions more than anything is. That if they can get you for get out of the hardware, I bet you dollars to donuts they want to be out of the hardware business to begin with. But we're not there yet. Yeah, uh, they don't necessarily want to be out, but that's yeah. not their priority. They're on service. money. And if they're yeah. if they're the top dog, that they're a service that everyone goes for because it's just easy and works great. That's what they want. And yeah, like, it's, like, it's let's, pass. let's be honest, it's Microsoft. They don't give a shit what kind of PC you run as long as it's got Windows on it. Yeah, they don't I mean, give a I, shit. I, I'm not even like. I'm just excited for Game Pass just because uh, Xbox is gearing up. They got their first parties. They're like, hey, we bought this person. We we bought, oh, my God, we're buying everybody. We're just throwing cash, you know? And then they're like, all right, this is all going to be on Game Pass, which is just like, holy shit, you know, all these amazing games from all these studios we love and some we don't even know we're going to love, you know, like the initiative and stuff. We're like, oh, they might make something cool. We don't know. But, yeah, I'm excited, like, for Xbox as much as I'm excited for PlayStation and as somebody who never really had Xbox, that's something crazy for me to say, you know, cause I've always was like, eh, I don't need an Xbox. I got my PlayStation and now I'm like, hell yeah, I got my Xbox. I'm having a good time with it. Um, uh, I don't really have a preference for the controller. I like both controllers. They both serve their purposes and I don't really notice the difference. I know a lot of people have preferences, but, um, yeah, I, I will say I, I have the PlayStation preference for the controller, but yeah, it, it's not a game breaker for me. Like my buddy Mike is a big Xbox guy. 
And if you ever get like hand over a PlayStation controller to him, he's like, this has got me all messed up. This is all I'm like, really, dude, you had a PS2. You had a PS1 and a PS2. What's the difference, man? You know, before you switched it, before you became, a, you know, bought yourself a 360 uh, when 360 came out. But apparently it's messed them up, basically, where it's like it takes them a while to adjust it. it like to me, it feel, it's a good feeling controller in your hands. It's yeah. Uh, my, my biggest, my weakest controller right now, and it's because of the D-pad right now is Nintendo, the Switch yeah. controller. Because that, okay. like I said, I, I noticed I noticed that the D-pad error when, when I played, um, we call it uh, Axiom Verge. Like yeah. that was happening for me. Uh, yeah, it happened to me on Celeste. And then, of course, Celeste, you have to, you probably have to get used to using the thumbstick because you have a lot of diagonals in that game. But starting out, I was like, all right, oh no, Sonic Mania was the one I noticed that it would push up randomly and I would die so many times from that and it pissed me off. So yeah, that. I mean, the Nintendo's not fixed that yet because I, I think maybe the newer controllers are a little bit better, but they still like it still happens from my understanding. Like there's a fix that you you can put a piece, a couple pieces of tape on the pads and it stops it. But I don't want to dis I don't want to disassemble my controller at this time being. You know, yeah. And maybe, and then, maybe I'll do it, but I'm just not in the rush to do that right now. Yeah, Musty saying in the chat that he doesn't mess up. That it doesn't really mess him up when he plays PlayStation Four. He just has the preference for the offset thumbsticks. Yeah, I think that's what it is for me, basically. So I just kind of prefer them inward. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I kind of prefer the offset sticks, and I the, the controller is just a little bit larger and a little bit more comfortable in the hand for me. It's like, I do lean more toward the Xbox controller, but the PlayStation 4 controller is really good, too. So Yeah, I think yeah. the DualSense is going to kind of have that nice, happy medium, though, because it does yeah. look a little more bulky. Not too much bigger, but uh, enough to where it feels like you can get a better grip on it. So I think maybe more Xbox people might like it because it has that more, you know, girthiness. All right, here, here's an Xbox question for the controller. And Musty, you're in the chat, so feel free to answer this question. Uh, when I look at the Series X controller, the D-pad's got like a circle thing going. And it's very off-putting to me. Um, but is it interchangeable? Because I know like with the, um, what do you call it, the, is it the Pro Controller? You yeah. can change it out. You can, because they have that oh, circle no. Elite controller. That's what you're talking yeah. about. Because like, they always have that circle D-pad option, and I'm always like, I, I've yet to hold it in my hand, so I, I guess I shouldn't judge. But by first look, it's very off-putting to me. If, it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, where like, I, it seems odd. I like the regular D-pad right now on the Xbox One controller. I like it a lot. Uh, it that and that in the the PlayStation controller, um, I'm a little off put by the circle pad selection, and maybe it goes to benefiting from like I don't know fighting games, and it maybe feels great because why would they release something jank? Uh, yeah. But it just it just looks off like they're trying to go to it because I, I guess I prefer that the cross. I kind of prefer like just knowing where that's at, you know. Maybe because it's I've dealt with that since the NES. I like having that straight up D pad, you know. I think the um, D-pad on the PS4 controller is just serviceable. I don't think it's great, honestly. I think it's a little mushy, in my opinion. Both a little bleh. Yeah. D-pad was. Uh, so. I'm just waiting to see if he has an answer. Um, okay. <laughs> but, uh, I just wanted to know if it was interchangeable, like that you can swap it out for nice. with, with the main, like the maintenance, like they have with the. Um, Probably not on the standard controller. Definitely on the Elite, though. But I, I saw because I, I see that and I'm like, otherwise it looks like it's the same thing, not the poo poo it because they got basically they're very happy with their controller, 
and there's no need to change anything up with it really uh they just added a share button uh you don't he doesn't believe it's interchangeable okay yeah the lead model has multiple options with magnetic swap yeah i was Uh hoping for that because that's the only thing that's like off-putting for me on the xbox controller is just the circle d-pad um and maybe maybe it feels perfectly fine and locked in there and it's better for certain games but it's it may it may because it's different you know and we fear change so uh yeah so i mean i guess just to wrap up this whole like uh console wars thing i guess a little bit i look this is the way i look at my purchasing for the systems ps5 i know i'm gonna get spider-man 2 horizon zero dawn 2 and god of war 2 and whatever naughty dog is gonna make next i know i'm gonna get those and probably whatever sucker punch is gonna make if they make another ghost of tsushima or whatever I know I'm going to get those, so I'm buying the console for those games. I just hope... I, yeah. I really want PlayStation to go back to having... I know they have their serious games sell well. They're like they're really, they're, they're, they're bread and butter right now. You're Uncharted. Uh, Uncharted's not the most serious. Mac but 3, right? I, I want, though. I, I, will want, I want your Sly Coopers back. I want your Ratchet and Clank. After, after playing Ratchet and Clank right now, I want Can these... We- you know, I want these Jack and Dax to bring back your... your 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 more family friendly characters. Yeah. Do you guys remember the trailer for the dramatic grizzled protagonist dark whatever third person shooters? I get it. They sell like gangbusters, and I love them myself. I you know I have a good time, but I I want a little bit more variety. I guess I don't know. Yeah, they I mean, all start to feel a little samey. Do you remember a, a a trailer that launched for a Sly Cooper movie? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was like a, it was like weirdly like anthropomorphic, almost realistic looking, and there was a rumor game going to be tied in like a reboot of the original, and it never happened. Yeah, so that would be cool. Do that. I'd play that. Yeah, well, yeah. it's just in development hell, like what's called the uh, the Last Guardian was for like eleven years in development. Or they, yeah. they canned it after Ratchet movie did terrible or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to go back to the controller thing for one second because it made me think of something. Sure. And I cut out for a minute so I didn't have a chance to interject. But um, just on the subject of like wonky D-pads and wonky controls in games themselves, that made me think about another game I played a little bit recently on the um, uh, Genesis Collection on Steam. I have the cartridge too, but I hadn't played it in a while. But Landstalker, if you want to go and find a game that just has the wonkiest controls of all freaking time, Landstalker, like it's a good game, but everything's on a diagonal. Like to walk forward, you have to do up and right at the same time. It's madness. You know, uh, you know I was gonna say though, uh, since you mentioned Knack, that's uh, one of the games that PlayStation's giving away for free in like parts of Europe. Like Germany's got that game of the generation Knack too. Uh, they got that as opposed to we got um, the Uncharted Collection and Journey, where it's free right now. Uh, I think it dropped starting yesterday was the first day, and I think you have to May eighth. I think May sixth or May eighth, somewhere around there. I don't remember the exact date. Yeah. You don't have to download them; you just got to click them, add them to your, you know, add them to your library, and then you can download them wherever you want. Yeah. And what the talk? Like, place like you do with your PS Plus games, you can do. Yeah. I, that's what I do with mine. I I rarely download download them, but I'm like, oh, it's the first or the third of the month. I'll go get my PS Plus games and add them to my library. Just make my library bigger. Why not? Yeah. I'll not play Dirt Rally 2 on all three platforms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> this is part of their play at home initiative. So uh, 
just to keep people playing it. Because I think right now on Plus, it's Uncharted 4 is the game, so you can have all four games, which yeah. is fantastic. Um, three is just a little too short. But uh, what's it called? Yeah, and Journey. Journey, with former game of the month. Journey can play along, go back and listen to that old podcast. Uh, it's a good and, podcast. And before before we get off of PlayStation here, I just want to talk about that the Silent Hill rumor is still coming back again now. That there's more and more rumors that uh, Japan Studios working on that one, the reboot. They keep coming back, so I, I don't think that rumor is squashed. Even though Konami kind of said so that like, oh no, there's nothing being developed. I think it's just probably because it's still in production. I, if those rumors keep coming back, there's definitely some kind of smoke, you know, burning from there. But I, I want to kind of mention talk about the Xbox rumor that kind of uh, dropped this week. Um, dropped this week, and the image was bull. They came out and said that was a fake image, but there's an announcement for June 14th live on Mixer that there's supposed to be some Sega, uh, a big announcement. But there's there's been a rumor for a while now. It's coming back that Microsoft is purchasing Sega. I have a hard time believing that at the moment. I could see maybe like um, maybe doing something like they did prior well, on the original Xbox and having exclusives. Uh, Crazy Taxi Four, let's go. Jet Set Radio Feature Plus or something, too? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like Sega does way too well with their stuff on Sony platforms to just go to the one. Well, I think Sonic <laughs> Sonic sells the best on Nintendo right now, too. Yeah, they could do a, like a year exclusivity thing like they did with Tomb Raider or whatever. And but, Microsoft would release it on PC and on Switch. Yeah. Whatever they do, it doesn't matter. They just won't do it on PlayStation. That's true. But if they purchase them, they would have the rights because the, the rumor is that they they are because they are trying hard to get into the Japan market, um, and uh, they, they would have Atlas if they purchase Sega too. So, do a new Outrun game. I'll play a new Outrun game right now. I do love it. Outrun. Do it. Do it. Do it. But uh, yeah, that that was kind of a rumor because it, it looked pretty believable at first, but uh, they kind of come on squash and said no, that image was faked. Uh, but there's still rumors of them trying to purchase Sega as a you know another studio to add to their their list, and that'd be huge in my opinion. Um, they have a lot of IPs. But yeah, they I do. Would, I wouldn't Sonic be against Mania that. I, mean, I lean toward Xbox for places. Uh, I lean toward Xbox for uh, Sega stuff anyway, just because of the Dreamcast connection. Yeah. Makes sense. Fantasy Star Online. That's another JRPG for you. That's a, that's actually only on the Xbox One. At the moment, yeah, but at the moment, yeah, late May, mid late May. I think it's P- the PSO too, like been on PC in Japan since like 2015 or something. Yeah, a long time, but like just for yeah. Western. Really. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, there's not much Nintendo news at the moment. The only thing I could really find for Nintendo news is that the Switches are really selling at a higher price. So if you're not really playing your Switch right now, uh, uh, it's really hard to get a, play, a Switch in stock right now. So maybe think about selling your Switch online because of Animal Crossing. Or if you bought a uh, Ring Fit Adventure and you really haven't played it, uh, you probably can get five five hundred bucks for it right now. So I would go for Honestly, it. I think the one of the reasons for the play at home thing with PlayStation is like, please don't sell our console while you're really short on money right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I can see that. Uh, I I was say I I, um, I wanted to talk quickly about uh, some retro stuff here too. Uh, because I saw that tweet on Sunday, I think it was the retro bit, um, makers of, I forgot what it's called. Sorry. It sounds terrible, but they released last year, their version of the N64 Hori controller. I saw uh, it. 
So, and the quality is really good on that stuff. Though my only knock against it, and I know Musty can uh, attest to this too, is that it feels a little small. And granted, it's bigger than the Hori controller. The Hori controller has got the one with the the GameCube style stick made with Nintendo parts. Um, it feels good in your hands. It's great for some games, not great for all of them. Uh, like I would not recommend Ocarina of Time for that one. Mario 64 would be fine. But Ocarina of Time, I, I think much better with the N64 controller. Um, but certain games like Smash are great for it. Um, so they are essentially ours. I should probably pull up a picture real quick of the of what I'm talking about here. Uh, but essentially they are adding the trigger buttons, the left and right, additionally to the top. So you would have for like fighting games, you would have like kind of like how the Sega Saturn has their six button layout on top of the controller. Control bit, uh, controller. We'll just edit this out for action. Okay. Totally. Sure. Uh, here's a, here's a picture of the blueprints for us here. Come on, blow the sucker up and we'll share. Uh, but yeah, so this is what they're gonna do. They are repositioning the triggers. They are redoing the D-pad so so it's not so sharp. Uh, I guess, and it's got more of a groove analog stick as opposed to like the. You got one right here. Unplanned, uh, but yeah. So you're gonna have a different analog stick as opposed to a little sharp knob. They're gonna put the wire out the top. Uh, that's not shown yet here. <laughs> I, that's one thing that bugs me about Dreamcast because I still play Crazy Taxi online. I have it hooked up over here. I see. I can only play Crazy Taxi with this controller because of the triggers. I, I I need the triggers like that. So, Grandin, they're still there. Yeah. Uh, they are slightly repositioned, and it looks like they're not as concave. So yeah. they won't, won't be digging in your hand as much, probably. Um, but the uh, six button layout is really exciting for me. Uh, I th- I think that's really nice for especially for fighting games, and that console's got a ton of them. Um, and I just know the quality is generally there for retro bits. So I and they they kind of like a deal with Sega at the moment because they kind of redone. Um, they made wireless Saturn controllers. They redone re-released the Saturn controllers, and they did re-releases for uh, USB Saturn plus Genesis plus wireless Genesis plus re-releasing the six-button controller. They they make good quality stuff, and Sega actually has their name on these products too. So. Um, that's one thing I wanted to bring up because I'm kind of excited for it uh, when they are going to announce it later this year. It's going to also be a wireless option too for for this, so that should be interesting. A wired and wireless option. Um, and then I kind of wanted to bring up. I'll just stop sharing this guy. Uh, that the Polymega system. I know we've talked about this in the past, but um, we did not talk about the NES games on the Xbox yet, Musty. Uh, I'll bring that up shortly here. Uh, since we're talking about retro, but the the Polymega, which is the giant box that is going to be able to play everything, uh, testing review units are going out. Um, one I know I just watched. I think it was Modern Vidja Gamer, hmm. Modern Vintage Gamer. He um, Vidja 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 got me all confused here with his being in the chat here. But uh, he put out he did a review for it where he reviewed he tested all the disc based games on there because yeah. he just got the base. I watched that too. Yeah, um, because in in from my understanding, it's pretty impressive. It it runs the games with virtually no lag, even though it's emulation. Because they have, I guess, top of the line uh, people who work on emulation um, working on this device as well. Um, 
the, the, the I guess the kind of the kickback is right now. Um, what was it? I think Turbo Graphics uh, CD right now. I think is only sixty percent playable. I think mm. their library there. Doing updates will fix it, but um, uh, it's it's it, it's very expensive though. That's it, yeah. I, that's that's kind of where I'm where I'm at with this. Just for the disc base one alone. In this, if you do the pre order, it's three hundred dollars, but it's going to be available at Walmart. At launch for four hundred dollars, and I'm like, "Geez, that's hundred Canadian." <laughs> yeah. So, and that's prior to the modules coming out. Then, too, like if you want to play, uh, you know, the what's it called um, like Sega, like Genesis, and you want to play NES and Super Nintendo, all those modules I think are an additional two hundred dollars. Jesus. So, wow. you're looking at quite the price of this console. So I don't know, you know like granted it's retro and everything it's nice that it's playing emu- well, i don't know if it's nice that's on nice. hdmi you know yeah like, you put on your tv and it looks great and there's virtually no leg but that price is outstanding and i i get it because it probably it was a lot of production that went into creating this box right uh so that it works this good but that price is insane in my opinion that it's going to cost as much probably as much let's just say as as the new consoles coming out this year you know and it's just to play retro devices as opposed to like uh it, it's granted it seems like it's going to be easily hacked from what i saw like you, you can use an sd card to save your games to it so i imagine that at some point someone's going to hack that so you can just put all your roms probably on an sd card pop it in there because you can save your games you can install it so you don't have to use the disc on this console so that's nice you're like okay i just want to play this in and then you can just take your game out put it back on your shelf and then play forever it'll be sit on the um m2 ssd that's in the uh console but uh it's it's it an internal m2 because i know they have the expansion shot slot, expansion slot for an m2 ssd yeah no there's one built into it so. okay but it's it's kind of like it, it, it's nice but you know, I think a two hundred dollar uh, price would be a much better sweet spot for this for this console right here for something yeah. that's retro games. You know, but, yeah, because like the all the add-ons are additional two hundred, if that's correct. If someone in the chat can check, that would be good. But um, I that's like the like if you get in the Sega thing, then that's the Mega SG. Yeah, and it's FPGA, and people prefer that. Yeah, because it's you know built like a built like well the FPGA emulates the hardware inside, so it kind of runs like hardware as opposed to emulation. Yeah, it was like that makes that difference there. So like the base unit, I understand more because the consoles it's emulating are more expensive, less common, and more prone to uh, breaking. Mm-hmm. So what is what is it like Saturn, PS One? What are all the ones that plays Sega, Sega CD? CD? Let me pull up the pop. Something maybe. Well, I'm pulling it up, taking it out. Uh, it'd be kind of nice to have them. Well, I mean, I was thinking, oh, well, way to play PS1, but you played on my PS3, right? You know. Yeah. So I'm like, eh. uh, I don't think it's this is not for me, tech personally, but I think it's a really neat device. Yeah. It's a cool idea. Yeah. For my, it's great if you want those libraries, the CD ones, and anything else on top of that is just a nice bonus. And the light gun. Oh, yeah, and the light gun. I heard about that. That's awesome. Yeah. 
I heard the controller is kind of jank, like it's a cheap Amazon controller, but you'll be able to use um, your hardware controllers. I'll tell you, it's better than Retron stuff because I, I have a Retron 5. It's okay. I don't love it, but it works when I need it to, but I don't love it. You know what I mean? It's just okay. The Retron 5. So there's all your options for you right there. You can play PlayStation, basically Damn. all regions, Saturn, all regions, Genesis. Genesis uh, 32X, Sega CD, um, what's it called? Yeah, Mega CD 32X, which is like four games. Uh, Turbo Graphics CD, PC Engine, CD-ROM. Uh, so basically, yeah, your Neo Geo CD. It's, it, you know, the one thing that I think is the biggest disappointment for me is it doesn't play Dreamcast. That's the biggest disappointment for me on this. That's true. I honestly have to think about it. <laughs> Do you have an HDMI thing for your Dreamcast or no? No, I don't. I have the um, RetroBit. Another plug for RetroBit. I'm a big fan. I have the um, VGA box for it. Um, so that's generally what... It, I generally use it to play S-Video because it's got an S-Video option when I play it on a CRT. Yeah. But uh, if I ever hook it up to like a monitor... I've done that before, but to me, like... Uh, and I, I've actually hooked it up to my... Um, upstairs television which i have used before actually has a vga plugin so i've used it before for that it looks great but i mostly use it uh as video for playing on um retro tvs for for my sega dreamcast so uh that's my biggest disappointment is like maybe even more tempting if dreamcast was on here but like i don't have anything turbo graphics cds uh, turbo graphics cds those games are stupid expensive same thing with neo geo cds uh, like so like it'd be playing playstation which i can do on a ps3 um saturn's really nice saturn because uh, apparently saturn's always been one of those ones that's known for um their emulation being terrible and from my understanding the games run great on it so yeah, and you don't need to get the expansion unit mm -hmm. for the region stuff you can just play them I, i'm i'm with As you i would understand it musty's mentioning he's, he's thinking about getting a mega cd i i'm with you i'm, I'm thinking about that and the not the mega cd Mega SG, I'm sorry. And the Super Nintendo equivalent, the analog um, Super Nintendo equivalent that they have there. Because I, I yeah. like having the idea of having the future-proof stuff because I have, what is it, that re retro USB? I have the NES cart one that they made, and I love it. I love having that ability. It looks great on my, my 4K television. <laughs> Uh, NES games, and I kind of want to have that ability. I, I like that they come with um, the 8 bit duo controller, too, wireless one. I, I kind of want that for Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo because I know eventually, eventually, some point down the road, it's gonna be what's called my TVs are gonna go, my CRT is gonna go, and I love having the idea that this is future proofed, you know. And I and and what I have for my retro USB is I just have my EverDrive in it, so I fire it up and I'm go. I can get any game I want, no need to swap around. You know, I can play anything I need. Good to go. And I like to do that with the, um, what's it called the Mega SG. And uh, I've seen the NT. It's impressive. Yeah, it's the the retro USB one. The well, the analog NT that one's very good as well, but it's so much more money because. It was made for a different market, and I think they kind of realized that they priced themselves out. That's why the SG is not because I think the analog NT is I think four or five hundred dollars somewhere around there, when the retro USB one is one seventy. The AVS that's what it is AVS. 
Yeah, that that one's like one seventy at conventions, but I think you can get it for one fifty if you go and talk with them and say hey, we got cash. Because I know I had a couple buddies who bought it at Portland two years ago. Um, but uh, what's it called? Yeah, the Mega SG. It's definitely something I'm looking at at the moment. Um, along with the Super Nintendo version, it's definitely something I'm eyeing. I want. Um, I just don't want to pull the trigger at the moment. Um, but it it would probably especially with I, I i really wish to give you the option where you can do um definitely do the retro plug and the hdmi plug that's my biggest gripe about these new ones that i wish to give you the option where i could always hook it up to a crt or an analogs one i believe give you the option you couldn't do both at the same time which is nice about uh my hdmi modded n64 is that i can play my my games on my CRT and then stream it. The HDMI cable goes to my capture card. So you get the better image for capturing for, for streaming. And then I can, can get the image that I like, which is CRT and not have to worry about doing stuff like scan lines and whatnot. So I wish um, the NTs like the super NT and the mega SG had these features. They just don't um, maybe later release. So this whole off will come up with something like that. Who knows? But I like that, those options. So, yeah, I'm just kind of waiting for that magic bullet system to replace most things or convert the signal super well because I just want to get rid of the damn CRT honestly, just because it takes up so much space and I rarely use it. Like, it's great to have for those moments that you need it. Mm-hmm. But I've got a 32 inch bastard in my room that's just taking up so much space and offsetting everything else that I want to do. It's like I'm kind of just tired of it, honestly. I uh, I I really kind of want. I I'm with you where I would like to have that one console place it all, and I think that's what Polymego is trying to be. Yeah, it's so so overpriced, you know, for what that it is. Overpriced, but it's expensive. Yeah, it's very expensive. That's what I should say because it probably was a lot that went yeah. into this. It's probably really worth it for that use case. Mm-hmm. But it's expensive and it's niche. And it's also the first one to really do this much in one thing. Yeah. So as things go, maybe they'll be able to make it cheaper down the line and they'll have sales and stuff like that. And maybe and maybe if this came bundled with those cartridge adapters and Yeah, like you can pick one. That would be nice. But if it came with all and it was four hundred dollars, that's probably an easier pill to swallow, right? Yeah, it definitely would be. If free it would be even easier, but like they gotta make money on the thing. But um, like so, like if I could reasonably see them including one down the line at the start, no, because they got to make their uh, production money back on the thing. But um, yeah, like down the line when they're doing sales, like pick a expansion thing, you get it free with the console. I think it'll do well. Like honestly, like it's niche, but we all know that the collector market eats this type of thing up. And I think yeah, they're going to do really well. well and it's serving a case that hasn't yeah. really been served in a yeah exactly way with all these obscure CD consoles. Like we, the average person that isn't into retro games isn't going to be going for all of these specific really niche things with super expensive games on them. But it's great for those people that are looking for that and getting a reliable replacement for all those old systems that are really expensive and prone to break. Yeah, so they can display those consoles. They can display those consoles on their shelf, 
and then they got this functional one, and then you can play all the discs. Yeah, and in the yeah. modern vintage gamer video, he mentioned like being able to install a really expensive game onto the drive and then just keep it safe in the case. Yeah, like, yeah, that's 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 awesome. I, I think it's a really cool little thing. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, in concept, we hopefully it's as promised, and hopefully it does well, so that we can get a another model that's cheaper and they production can go down so that they don't have to charge as much or they have a revision that actually has this all of this built in in a couple yeah. of years, you know exactly so that they have money to iterate and make a new one that's better you know it's it's kind of back to the mega sg it's kind of like because they can play oh i'm sorry i'm thinking of the terra onion the um ever drive card for it where it's um the cartridge that can play uh sega genesis games and sega cd games in it and then mm. you it in through the uh mega sg and you got this going on and it's just missing that 32x where it's like if it had that that's a that's a man that'd be great if it just had that and granted it's only 32 games right it's not like it's missing anything but it's like man if you just had that that's like a much easier pillow to swallow because it's a couple hundred dollars for that 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 cartridge um, yeah i'm like i'm always like if i waited this long you know and now you have this feature how much longer is it before you, you crack that code or you know, someone eventually, probably two years from now, it's gonna have that ability. You know, oh, I know it's a random. It's it's still on the same topic, but um, is it what? Okay, I think the N sixty four solution is a little expensive for the HDMI mod. Do you think anybody would ever come out for some with something like that for the N sixty four, like the Polymega? That's more affordable, like maybe one fifty or whatever, like there, a clone console I, type thing. I think there's the war for that is is on at the moment where people are trying to crack. The crack the N64 code right here. Is yeah, someone doing a cable like just an HDMI cable yet for it? There is one by God, I'm drawing the blank on it. Um it's hey, done by the same people. It's done by the same people who does the GameCube one. The HDMI. Yeah, and and it only does S video up to HD HDMI. It doesn't do anything else. Like it's just S video and it's $150 just for that wire. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know the name. It's, it was coming. They they showed it around a, a while ago. I just don't know the name of it. I know yeah. it makes it look the image look clearer than just doing composite, of course. So that's nice. Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna make a little bit of another negative comment. I've been doing that a lot tonight for whatever reason. But like, as much as I'm excited for seeing what the Polymega could be and all these things, and talking about all these different other replacement consoles and all these cables and all this stuff, it's like I'm also kind of getting this stuff is great, and I love it. I love to see it, and it's just cool for a collector standpoint for going and getting all these things. But I'm getting to the point where kind of like I'm kind of tired of working to play these games that the makers of the games aren't interested in making available in an easier fashion. It's like why am I working to do something that you don't care about releasing ever again? I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, I'm yeah, not the biggest collector. Like, I, I I really cut back. I'll occasionally buy a game if I'm interested in playing it. But if I'm not going to really play it, I don't buy it. That's kind of how I collect now. Like, oh, yeah. I'm going to play that game and I'll buy it. I don't just buy, like, a huge stack of games just to put it on my shelf anymore. I used to do that, but yeah. I don't have the money for that. I, I realized quickly I didn't have the money for that. So And it's a space concern and just time. And it's just like... Yeah. It gets frustrating. It can be fun. I, I love going thrifting and finding all these things when you're allowed to do that. But um, just, yeah, true. But it's getting to this point. It's like I'm tired of 
doing all this legwork for stuff that just like clearly the people that made it don't either aren't able to or don't give a shit <laughs> about yeah. putting the thing out to get money and a lot of people play it's like why am i put to a degree like and i'm hoping i'm able to do this i'm gonna be selling a lot of my crap but it's so hypocrisy incoming but i i'm like why do i have to pay some rando on the internet five hundred dollars to play this thing that somebody doesn't want to put in the work to make however much that made the thing it's like yeah i'll i'll mint my my um cravings of re- for retro have gone down just for like purchasing games there's still games i really really want to buy but oh, like yeah. but like the price is out of my market and i can just wait because yeah. I, I i'm not done but my collection list is pretty it's getting pretty i don't want to say it's getting pretty small but it's it's, it's dwindling it's yeah you're narrowing it down to the things that you actually get joy out of yeah and then like at, like so, I, it's it's I could, see, I, could see, I could see the the ending of the um the rainbow you know for this basically where I, i'm not gonna get rid of it i'm just saying it's like i don't need to buy it i'll still go to game conventions to meet up with friends and maybe play games and hang out and maybe we'll find some cool art you know or something like that but the like i'll give an example like i really want to buy a copy of snatcher but do i want to pay 700 dollars for snatcher no i love uh, on steam I'd do I'd, that all day. <laughs> I, I'd be much happier buying a um, reproduction for $40. Like I saw on Etsy and I contacted a seller about it and he told me all my stuff that I order from comes from China right now and that is not happening. I'm like, okay, understand. Because I asked him, I'm like, do you have this? He goes, I only have the books uh, in the cases. He goes, I have no discs and I ordered those all from China and I do not. And like I saw his disc before too, and his discs are like pretty close to the. It looks pretty, pretty damn close to. And I'd be happy with that. I'd be much happier paying forty dollars for a copy of Snatcher than seven hundred dollars. It's not gonna. It's not gonna eat me up inside that I do not have a legit copy of Snatcher. So um, if I find it down the road at a reasonable price, yeah, I jump on it. But for now, that would make me happy. So like, so. I like the enthusiast stuff, just as a clarification, but I don't I don't like that it's like if you want to play it, you have to do it this way. You have to go the obscure enthusiast route that's expensive. Yeah. That's a great hobby. That's a great side thing. But that I, should not be the default way you have to play all this stuff. No, and the main reason why I want to do it is because I want to play it on a Sega C D with the justifier. That's the main reason why. Yeah, exactly. Like for that exact use case. You want to do it in this specific way. That's exactly. If you just want to play Snatcher, you should be able to get it on Steam or whatever kind of thing. I'm using PC right now just because that's where I'm at. But sure. any yeah. console, like, you should be able to play it on the Switch. You should be able to play it on Xbox, PlayStation, anything. Like, that'd be cool if they did a limited run thing with Snatcher. Oh, I, I yeah. jump on it. They, they, they re-released the Sega CD games. Like I said, do that. I jump on it for you. Yeah. Run. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. As, far as, as, yeah. as far as the overall collecting thing... Is going though. I need to figure out a method for like dealing in this situation with selling my stuff and shipping it all off because like I've got my shelf with all the stuff on it, but like the pile of boxes I've filled up with stuff that I want to get rid of is about like here next to the computer. It's like this almost shoulder high to me right now, sitting down. Hmm. Dang. Granted, that's because there's a bunch of different small boxes stacked on top of each other because I don't have like one giant box to put all the stuff in. But yeah, it's I'm dwindling it down significantly. 
So uh, I'm just going to change courses here because we're still talking a little bit about retro, but Musty brought up the point that, uh, quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Uh, that's that that the that they announced six games for the Arc System games, uh, retro games for the Xbox right here. One of them being Double Dragon, Crash and the Boys, Double Dragon Three, which is the Bimmy and Jimmy nonsense right here. Even though it says Bimmy, Billy and Jill, Jimmy here, so that's a typo on their part because it's supposed to be Bimmy and Jimmy. Uh, that's the typo in the game. So yeah. it's seven games. Uh, that's the joke. Yeah, <laughs> that's the joke. Uh, Double Dragon Two. River City Ransom, Renegade, which is one of my childhood favorites, Super Dodgeball, which I love too. Um, but he's saying, like, yeah, apparently it's got an online option mode right here where it says um, it's online co-op multiplayer for it. So uh, has anyone tried out Nintendo's online co-op for their two-player games yet? I always wonder because I always thought, like, that was one of the selling points for their online. So you can play or, Mario Kart or whatever, yeah. I don't tried? know. I haven't tried it. I haven't. You know what would have been great if they, if they had built-in feature where you can actually play with eight people as opposed to just two, probably. But hey, that's just me. Griping. It's cool uh, to see these come up, and it's cool that they're five bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. That's the right price point. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool, though. It's uh, I didn't realize that they had online stuff that built in. That's pretty nice. Uh, Super Dodgeball is always a good time. I always really like that one. Mm-hmm. Renegade. Renegade goes back to the childhood. And I realized probably I never played River City Ransom until the club. Um, that was one of the ones that missed my childhood. But uh, I was always a big fan of uh, same thing with Clash, Crash and the Boys. I never really played that one. I own it. Uh, but I was a big fan of uh, Devil Dragon, Devil Dragon 2 growing up. So yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah, they re released. Uh, I imagine they'll be coming to Game Pass too, which is kind of the, the, the gripe against Xbox, right? Um, I should say, I don't know if it's a gripe. Uh, it's when you have Game Pass, you always kind of now like expect to be able to play. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like that's cool. But once it comes to Game Pass, so yeah, it's like the all wait for Netflix of video games. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 honestly what it is. It's it's that good where and they do it to themselves because they put their games day one on there. So it's you know it's kind of like oh yeah cool. But yeah, it's like a. Uh... That journey to the savage planet, like I was looking at some video of it. I was like, this kind of looks fun. I'll buy it, I'll get it when it's cheap, you know, just like a bargain bin game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll just wait. And then I waited a little while and it came to Game Pass. I'm like, okay, now I can download and try it out. So yeah, I downloaded that the first day it went on there. I haven't played it yet because I want to play it co op with friends. But uh, yeah, well, it's like ID software games now. You see a trend here, right? That ID software. A few months down the road, they generally put it on Game Pass, and Doom Eternal will be on there eventually. I bet probably by the end of this year. Oh yeah, that's another game I played this this last couple of weeks, and that's a badass game. So it's a amazing I, game. I plan to buy it, but yeah, I got a funny feeling it's going to be on Game Pass before the price I want to pay for it. So you know, I I plan to buy it when it's probably in that twenty dollar range, and I'll get my fun out of it. But if it comes to Game Pass before, you know, it's kind yeah. of one of those things where you, you see the developers and you know, like okay, yeah. They do put their their newer games. If you wait some time, they'll be on there. All right, cool. I'll wait. I'll yeah. wait for that. So, or PC equivalent, it might not necessarily go to PC Game Pass, but it'll be on Humble Bundle. So, in a Humble Bundle or part of the Humble Choice, it'll just be like a much cheaper way to get it with a whole bunch of other stuff. That's true. So, and let's just uh, consult the sheet here. Um, so, I think we've talked a lot, um, yeah. but mm-hmm. you know what? Before we say goodbye, we should probably reveal. You no, know we haven't done pickups yet. 
Can you do pickups real quick? I mean, I did pickups. I got Star Wars. That's it. Pickups. And then uh, we're going to do the reveal for the game of the month for August, the Cartridge Club game of the month. Um, and then we'll just do a quick recap of what we're playing for this month for the games of the month. And we'll say goodbye. So, because we're getting pretty close to the end here. Um, but, you know what? Do you want to go first, Fitnet, or is that just it? I did. <laughs> Oh, uh, you know what? I'll go next. I'll go next because Josh okay. is digging around here. Uh, for myself, uh, I got. Let me just sorry, remove you guys for just a second here. Uh, for myself, I picked up um, because I have a friend who still has Game Pass at Best Buy. Um, I picked up Resident Evil Three, and because we pre-ordered it, um, pre we uh, I uh, I got the steel case, and I, I'm not a big steel case collector, but uh, it's a nice little bonus feature that they had uh coming with it but uh yeah i just wrapped this up this last weekend and i enjoyed it a lot i still have yet to uh try out uh resistance for it resistance uh but now that i uh i actually activated my um plus subscription that i bought at e3 last year because um i bought it was on sale and i you know i really wanted to try shadow colossus remake and that was the game of uh the month or whatever her plus so I kind of activated just to get it. So I should probably try out Resistance. Uh, just uh, I, I, you should play Shadow of Colossus. That's an amazing game. And I want to. I mean, I played the original. Uh, oh, you did. Okay. I, I want to play the remake and see what it is. So the remake's beautiful. I loved it. It's really good. Uh, it's my turn, I guess, huh? You done? Yes. I'm done through. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, I got Doom Eternal, which <laughs> I talked about with the Steelbook. Just similar idea. I do like the steelbook on this. It's pretty awesome. I kind of just put it on my shelf like this as a decoration. It's kind of cool. Uh, Sierra bought uh, Animal Crossing. I tried it out a little bit. I don't have the case. I think it's in the other room. Um, I don't know if I'm going to like Animal Crossing. I don't, I don't think it's for me. I tried it out for a couple hours. I'm just kind of like, eh. I am playing player two, so that might, you know, some people say that kind of hurts the experience, but. I'm first for some reason. I just it's it's cute. It's charming. I can see why people like it. It's just not grabbing me. Animal Crossing. So mm-hmm. it's it's one of those games for me where it probably works out better that it's portable because yeah. that's one of those games where like if I'm on a road trip and I'm just killing like five hours on the road like in the backseat of a car or going by family and friends and you don't want to talk to your family, uh, like, you know, for holidays or something like that. That's one you'll pop up and you'll just kill hours just you know digging up, you know, turnips or fishing. Just doing yeah. stuff like that because, like, but when I'm at home, I don't want to play any of that stuff. I, I want none of that. That's just what I don't want to talk to anybody, kind of thing, basically. But that's just me. Uh, yeah. I know some people. Some people probably get more fun out of that. So, yeah. Um. I uh, I think I want to order Death Stranding because I saw saw it for thirty bucks. It's worth thirty bucks, right? I love it. Be. You look good, okay. you man. You're. I, I know. I, I'm. I. I feel like I'm just. I'm missing out because I love Kojima stuff, so I should grab it. It's it's totally worth the thirty dollars with the amount of stuff to do in it too. Um, yeah, I I really 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 it's you know it's a mixed bag where people love it or hate it. I'm in the love it camp and I loved it. Um, yeah, I it, there is some wacky stuff where I I chalked it up to Japan, like I did for for Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just talking up to Kojima at that point. Yeah, it's true. But uh, it, it, to me, I love the game. I, as I said, I, tell, I mentioned earlier, I want to go back and do the stuff that I was working on. Like, I was so f- close to finishing this one road. And I want to go back and finish that road. Uh, like, just because it's so rewarding. 
I know it sounds stupid, building a road. No, the people like to describe it. Yeah. It just sounds so weird, and I'm like, I think I would like it because I like that kind of like tone. You know, I don't know. Um, I was gonna do that, and then I'm on like I had the it in my cart to buy Final Fantasy VII remake, but I'm still not sure about it. I I kind of think I want to try it. Looks cool. I I want to. I know I'm gonna play it this year. It's just when I'm gonna play it this year. You know. Yeah. Like, that, the the big kicker, Josh. The big kicker is, you know, unless it's Nintendo, this can be twenty bucks some point this year in the U.S. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like I don't know if I'm gonna love it or not. Yeah, that's why you're better off waiting then. You know, I gotta just want to wait until it's not on PlayStation at this point. I'm so disenchanted with PlayStation. If I don't have to play something on there, I'm not going to. Sorry, uh, too bad. <laughs> hey, boys. Uh, but uh it's called uh no i'm gonna play this year thank you uh what's it called i'm gonna play it this year i imagine my my estimate here there was a trailer must be, you see any news on the avengers they had a trailer i think today for it uh yesterday it was last couple yeah because I, I saw a new trailer kind of um giving an overall the story and how it plays it was just a it wasn't a really long one, but I watched it this morning. It was I saw it like posted to Twitter, so I it was the whole video. It was very long, but it kind of did a whole like rundown saying like you're gonna go on missions. Uh, I wish I had more information, but I watched it this morning when I woke up. It's basically kind of like okay, cool, yeah, you can go in this area as this person and do this kind of mission, and you can unlock different outfits because there's gonna be a, tons of outfits and everything. So you can if you like. 1970s Thor, you can, you know, like that, or 1990s Thor, you know, you can dress it up to your liking, um, but in each one of these stories that you chose choose to do, will I think affect the outcome of the story, so you don't have an order, it's it's kind of open world, but uh, in each one of these characters, you know, has their own different style of play style, so um, but yeah, it wasn't the most, I imagine maybe they'll probably say that for because I think that's coming out in the fall, right? I think that got pushed back to the fall um but anyways yeah i just wanted to say um what's it called uh with final fantasy 7 i do plan on playing it i think by summer when they do their playstation days of i forget what they call their summer sale but they did it during e3 they do it during e3 but um, i think it's like playstation days of play yeah, that's what it is it sounds right it sounds right yeah, it is days of play because so Summer of Arcade was the other one that was mixing me up with that's Xbox, obviously, and that's been done for a long time. I'm, I'm guessing we're gonna get Final Fantasy for 20 bucks during that week, so so probably that's that cool. super cheaper on something else. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll jump on that, uh, and then I'll get it in for this year so I can review it to see if it's gonna be in my top three. Uh, but I will play it because the I, I enjoyed the demo, uh, I am I am for it. I played the demo again after telling you I thought the combat was clunky. I was like, I'm probably being a little rough on it. And I went and I played about halfway through again. I was like, all right, I feel like I'm getting the combat down the second go round. It just took me a little while to learn it. Well, it did take it did take me a little bit to understand it. But then I was like, all right, I kind of like this now. So, yeah, uh, I think I think I'm going to enjoy it. I just, you know, and then everybody's saying it's great. And I remember loving the story and. So I'm saying it's great or also because it's their favorite game of all time. I know, so. but a lot of people like reviewing the reviews are crazy good. And then there's people that say, Oh, I never played final fantasy seven. And I like the remake a lot. So the reviews, the reviews are still in that, that eighties mark. So the people who are saying it's their favorite game of all, you know, this is a 10 it's more likely. And I don't mean to throw shade at it. Um, but like, I think Dean said, this might be his favorite game of all time. 
and it just topped his favorite game of all time. Yeah, and I wonder if it was it was so handled so well, you know, their favorite game of all time handled so you know, that it's enhancing it so for much them. care, so much care put into it. Yeah. Like, like it, it's kind of like if they went into MGS one, like Metal Gear Solid, and they just like really decked it out. Oh my god, uh, that would probably be my favorite game of all time if it came out. Not Twin Snakes. Everybody says Twin Snakes. I'm like, I expand it, like include the like MSX games and put it all into one big package. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. So anyway. our missions. Yeah, just include everything. Just like, like basically Bridge Five. Actually, in VR because you can do that now. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. Wow. I, that I would totally do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's my dream game. Is like. They, some Kojima just like came out. It's Blue Points teaming up with them. They're gonna put those two games, put the story in Bridge Five and One. Yeah, I would totally play that. That's like my dream game right there. Anyway, so and that's, I'm it's rambling. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I want to play it. That's all I'm gonna say is I want to play it. Um, I'm just keeping my expectations lower. Not saying I'm gonna hate it. I I just got uh I got a funny feeling people who are right, saying it's their favorite game of all time or the game of the year, right? It's because they already love Final Fantasy VII and it's been, you know, like that's their favorite game of all time. From my understanding, that's what it's been. Is everyone who loves it and they put in all these hours is because they love Final Fantasy VII and this game was handled very, very well. So their franchise, this their favorite game of all time was handled so well that it's their new favorite game of all time. Even it's just yeah. this, just part one, right? Yeah, and I, just going in with like more reasonable expectations. Like I'm gonna go in knowing it's good, but it might not necessarily be my thing. It's gonna be a whole new story for me because I really, I I know I know the the big death that's early on. I know that, and I know a couple other beats. But that's just, you just learned that from Osmosis, like being on the yeah. internet. Yeah. So. Wait, well, the game came out in '97, right? '96, '97. So. <laughs> That was like the big debate for me growing up was like, uh, and granted, N64 was the popular uh, console at my grade school. So there was the PlayStation crowd was only about five kids and then the rest, you know, five boys. And then the rest was probably about, you know, 12, 13 boys that had N64. So we're like, Ocarina is way, way better than your Final Fantasy. So shut it. You know, it's kind of like the little, the little feud console war back in the day. So it's kind of like, I know we, t- we talked about it earlier with the um, Ocarina talk and everything like that, but it's kind of like that was the debate back in the day. It was, are you, do you have Final Fantasy VII or do you have Ocarina? So it's kind of, it's, they said I'm Team Ocarina, but I don't know. It's just, it's, I, I, th- I think it's just by, I don't know. I, I think I made my point. Yeah, uh, you did. I was, so. I was going to say, uh, the only thing I, I'm thinking is it might be the only big game for like the next three or four five months who knows so true. true if it's a little big gap there and i'm just like feeling like oh i want to these see consoles it. you know and developers they should be giving away more free games you know for us. <laughs> yeah if anything if there's just like a gap where i'm like okay i'm done with these games and you know and i want a big game to play i might just pick it up full price i don't know we'll see yeah yeah no i i hear you i'm i i keep there's still games i think that i haven't bought that i look every week every sunday on cheapest gamer for sales Keep dropping on me here, please, please. Uh, anyways, uh, I guess it's time to do the big reveal right here for uh, what the Cartridge Club Patreon voted for for the game of the month for August. And this one spiked up in the last day uh, and took the lead to win. And so uh, without further ado, I'm going to uh, 
show it up, huh? It's a uh, big game, huh? Uh, Very big game. So let's just do a quick share again here. Share, share screen. I wish I had a drum roll sound. I need to add that next time. Sorry, I'm just going to blow up the screen here and try not to give away the reveal. Come on. There we go. And let's see what it is. There you go. Maybe play some music. I can't hear it. <laughs> can you or no? No, yeah, we can't hear it. Anyways, well, we're, we're still talking. Anyways, it's Switcher 3, everybody. Yeah. So, CD, CD Project Red. Shock. <laughs> I, I've never um, have ever played this game before. Josh, you have, right? Uh, yeah, I put about 35 to 40 hours in on the PC. It's really fun. Very entertaining game. Very dense. Uh, it's, it's one of those where I stepped away for a few months, and then I was like, okay, where do I go? I don't know what I'm doing. And that's the reason I didn't keep playing. So, yeah. It's I mean, a good game, though. It's beautiful. I've heard so much good things about this game. Oh, I watched the Netflix series. I've ne- this will be my first Witcher game. And is this kind of like the, the defined one, basically? Like, I guess I would, right? say, I would say it's the one that's the most accessible out, yeah. of, all, out of the trilogy. Like, you're going to be able to jump in and get going. It's, it's a great storyline. Um, some people don't love the combat. I thought it was pretty fun and interesting, but it takes some getting used to. But is it I one th- of the things that it gets, um, like you unlock more abilities and the combat gets easier, or is this you just learn the combat and it gets easier? You learn like a little magic spells thing, like what little thing. in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> there's like little uh spells you can cast to like do different uh damage oh, effects and different characters. Oh, PG 13. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's not PG 13, it's rated M too. There's those scenes in there too, but yeah, that's a great game. I think it's um, Geralt's a, a great character, and um, the it's probably one of the best open uh, open worlds like you're gonna experience ever. It's so massive and like detailed. I like it. You know, and well, the thing that's nice is that I'm kind of glad it got voted because uh, what's called uh, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk comes out the following month, so it's kind of like it lines up nicely that if you never played a CG CD Project Red game, you know, here's your chance. So, yeah, and if you like The Witcher, you're probably gonna like Cyberpunk, but it's different. But it has that DNA in there and that care for the world and stuff. So, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. I kind of just want to look up a recap for the first two games and get into this because I've tried two multiple times and I've tried the first one multiple times. Like, just never get into it. But yeah. I'm, I'm on the odd side of it because I've read like three or four of the books at this point, and I enjoy those. I watched the show and I enjoy that, but I just can't get into the first two games at all just because they're just antiquated enough. Yeah, I would say that would be your best bet. Just read a wiki yeah. or watch a video and just jump in. I think you'd be fine. Probably. Yeah. Most people just went in blind. I didn't. I didn't. I went. I didn't know knew nothing about Witcher. I was like, this trailer looks awesome. This game looks amazing. I got a new PC because it came out when I built this PC. I'm like, I'm going to play this beautiful game. And I did. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's one of those games that I bought twice too already, and I've yet to play it. I bought it once for PlayStation because at the time I only had, I I, I had the PlayStation. And it was the Game of the Year edition. It was like twenty bucks, and then uh, what's it called? I got the Xbox One X, and I'm like, well, and this one's only fifteen dollars, so it's even more cheaper. I'm like, 
And I've yet, I haven't sold, I haven't sold it or opened it up yet. But I'm like, it just looks like a game that's probably my wheelhouse. I do like know, it. From what I've seen, you know, it's so it's where I'm like, I got a funny feeling in it. The Xbox One series, Xbox One series, I'm getting all these Xbox names messed up here. The Xbox version's got the 4K boost. I'm like, I think right. I was thinking about buying the game of the year version on Xbox just to play it there, but I do have my save still on PC. So maybe I'll jump into my save and see if I can figure out what to do next because I don't, I, it's been since the probably like a year after the game came out when I played that. And so, it's on Game Pass. GOG next time. It's twenty bucks on there. It's also on Game Pass. Always on sale. Oh, it is on Game Pass. Witcher three. Well, it is on Game Pass. That, like, oh yeah, that's right. I, for, I forgot about that. That's the Game of the Year edition, but just a regular story. So yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna miss out about sixty hours of DLC. But yeah, if you want to, like, that's a good way to like try the game out to see if it's your thing, and then see if you want to get the full thing. I want to see what it looks like. I might just download it and look at it just to see the graphics. Yeah. I want to see what it looks like. Because it looks really really nice on my PC, but I couldn't max it out. Couldn't do all the fanciness. I could only go ultra, but I couldn't max everything out. I was kind of bummed out at the time. Yeah, you can get 4K but, and play it on your couch. Yeah, so yeah. I might try that out when this jumps comes around. Why not? Sounds fun. So, uh, yeah, because I, you know, I, I think ultimately I watched uh, Digital Foundry's um, review for like the 4K releases and everything, and. Uh, I think they said there's only a couple times where the PS4 and I, I think they still I think they thought with somehow the checkerboarding would look better in some areas, but for the bulk of the game, it ran and looked better on the Xbox. Didn't run like shit on the PS4. It just I think it just looked better. So I was like, you know, ah, fifteen dollars. I'll just I'm dying all these other games for Black Friday. Why not just throw it in the pile? So because yeah. I also need I also need some like fifteen dollar gifts from my aunts and uncles. I I actually have a lot of aunts and uncles, so it's kind of like. I'll say, here, you know, buy the, here you go. Get me this one. Here's here's fifteen dollar game. Give me this one. So I, I I got it again. So double down on this one. If I like it, cool. I can display it. If not, I'll just sell it somewhere because it's the game of the year edition. That's the one someone's gonna want somewhere down the road. But with that being said, I guess we should do a quick recap of what the Cartridge Club, the Quick Save Club, and what CC Portable is playing. Right now, the Cartridge Club Prime is playing Ocarina of Time for the N64 to 3DS. GameCube, I think it's released on the Wii and the Wii U digital shops or something like that. Yeah, it's accessible. Love that Josh, game. what's Quick Safe Club playing? Well, we're playing Terraria for uh, this month and next month. We do two games a month now. And uh, if you listen this far into the podcast, we're going to be a part of the Cartridge Club podcast feed going forward so that's gonna be interesting to see and i'll probably start i think we're recording one next week so you'll start seeing our stuff on that feed as well weekly shows on the feed which is pretty cool you're probably hearing my dog in the background (laughs) we're all about giving more content on the cartridge club feed right now so yeah uh, and like we are also recording next week sometime hammer out the date but we are recording next week for ocarina time look for that in the near future that show uh and for cartridge club portable they are playing Mega Man 5 which is not the nes game ported it's i think a completely original created game for the for the game boy uh i don't have it just as good is is it just as good or better i was sarcastic i have no idea but it's a game boy port (laughs) yeah it's not cheap but hey, if you if you have a man, because the Mega Man fans don't sell their games, uh, cool. 
uh, play along with with Curtis, our friend Curtis, my friend Curtis. Uh, so, anyways, uh, that's the show, everyone. Thanks, everyone, for stopping by. Uh, we'll be back next month with more topics and rumors and talking about Looney Tunes again. Uh, so, uh, until then, thanks for stopping by, everybody. See you later. Bye. Bye. Going out on a high note. <laughs>